Let the chaos reign. Chaos Ring presents. Can black marriage be safe with special guest D. Durrell? Broadcast September the 6th, 2020. Get your pen and paper ready and enjoy. Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and 
information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In the world, there's crime, corruption, violence, rape, murder, and all forms of atrocity that plagues the world in which we live in today. What you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos and taking more greater or extreme chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, black people. This is chaos here. here. Tonight, I will consider this the third and potentially might be final volume of what I really proclaim, but hell, just for the sake of conversation. This is considered a mental health series that I've started back in, um, I believe, the month of June. Then I had the um, male version in regards to mental health with Brendan Jones. If you're not familiar with Brendan Jones, you can look him on YouTube. He's also on YouTube as well. And I had Miss the lovely Topaz, another health or physical or mental therapist, that she was in the business for roughly almost 20 years, mostly 18 years now. She's been doing clinical psychology and treating people. I had her in regards to the female version of mental health. And now, as the third and most important intrinsic piece to really sum everything up, is dealing with both man and woman. And, you know, I kind of set this in a way that it kind of will piece everything in, that after tonight, you will know as a man or woman in your relationship, whether you're married or in a long-term relationship, what you could do to bear peace and fix your situation. But before I give the title of tonight's show, I would like everybody to go to TalkRealSolutions.com. On the TalkRealSolutions.com, you will see a list of black banks, and also you see the latest articles and news that's going and plaguing right here in the West we call America and potentially abroad. So as you know, the website has a lot of um, articles and information alone. So if you're not familiar with the website, go, go to com and check out for yourself. Trust me, you, you sure will like it. Um. Also, the towns there. Um, town, if you could, pa- you could pass me the link for the Facebook of this stream, I will appreciate it. Also, you can find a lot of playbacks, some particularly on YouTube and also on Facebook. So if you're not subscribed to Talk Real Solutions on Facebook, what are you waiting for? You know, find us on Facebook, hit that like button, and follow along. And to be honest, um, we are going to go back to YouTube very soon. Um, I'm just waiting. Uh, so really and truly, um, I want people to take advantage now 
while um, these shows are on Facebook. And usually we could probably go spread it out a little bit more for the message, for future's sake. Um, so, like I said before, uh, you know, if you're not subscribed to both the Facebook group and also the channel on YouTube, you know, what are you waiting for? I'm subscribed to those channels. You could also follow me, Chaos Rain, especially on my page um, on YouTube as well, type in Chaos Rain. I have a total of maybe 200 shows now or some broadcasts here and some of my own little separate broadcasts from TRS. So if you're not subscribed to that channel, don't be hesitant. Hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell as well. Also, you'll find all broadcasts if you're not on YouTube. You can also find me on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, etc. All the other um, podcasting links, that's all will be in descriptions in the future shows. Um, I think I said, oh, yeah, and there's a new channel that uh, up and coming stream that's going to deal with mostly book readings, articles. Also, if you're not familiar, also subscribe to a channel called Zero Ends. That's spelled Z-E-R-O-E-N-D with the Z. You'll find a nice little star with the name Zero Ends at it. So I would advise um, subscribe to that channel as well. It's a very starting channel. I think it's going to grow pretty fine. Um, and won't be popular, but it's some if you want to look for certain books that is not talked about and it's been read by the user, I think that would be a good channel to start off with. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, and another thing, the call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160, access code 915-411-POUND. Um, so my guest is here now. Please press star 6 and 1 so I can see on the board. And as I wait, y'all give me one second. I have to check something. So I'll be right back. All right, I am back, so let me check. I did saw somebody press star six one. I'll wait for my guests again. Um, give me a second. The title for tonight's stream. Uh, and I'm probably going to. Chaos Rain presents, Can Black Marriage Be Saved? Can it be really be saved now and ever in the 21st century? Um, I have my special guest. Um, if you dare, Mr. D. Durrell, press star 6-1. And that... All right, as I present to you for the very first time here on Talk Real Solutions, D. Durrell himself. So, welcome. Yeah, I'm here, bro. How you doing? Can you hear me, D. Durrell? Yes, sir. I'm here. Oh, what's good? How you doing, sir? How is everything? I'm good, man. Happy to be in. Kind of had a little technical difficulty with the instructions, but I'm I'm here. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Welcome to the first time here on Talk Real Solutions and on the Chaos Rain channel. 
Um, before we get into the matter, I'd like to go back in a moment of time. I'd like to take a step back before I jump forward into the present and into the future. So for the first sure. time on Talk Road Solutions, tell the people that listen for the first time a little bit about yourself, D. Durrell. Okay. Well, first of all, again, my name is D. Durrell. Um, I am a licensed professional counselor. Uh, I have two mental health clinics and a private practice to, uh, that are in three different cities um, in the state of Texas, primarily in the Houston-Dallas area, and I also have a location in the um, the Galveston Island or Galveston County area, which is a suburb outside of Houston, Texas. Um, I also have recently opened up in a group, a, a, a an adult mental health group home for men. I'm a licensed um, professional counselor. Um, I've, I've been, I've been licensed in the state of Texas now for, uh, 16 years. Um, I focus a lot on mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, uh, psychosis. I also deal with issues in regards to marriage and family therapy and, uh, substance abuse issues. I also cover work-related stress issues that go on and so on. So I, I pretty much provide an array of different services in the community and I, I provide those services to a to a diverse uh, population of people. Um, I'm at this point over the last three years, I've uh, been on social media in regards to YouTube. Uh, I do have a, a YouTube show called D Darrell. That's D space D E R E L L in which I focus on um, primarily black mental health issues in the community and abroad. I also may dab into other issues of business, economic, and social uh, issues that go on within our community, and also uh, in um, black in the black sector of YouTube. Mm. Excellent, excellent, um, D. Darrell. Um, normally, myself, uh, I have been around this so-called YouTube space for some time now. I think since they start doing live stream, I start to be more present. Okay. Cop. Cool. I'm, I've been familiar with it for some time, but I think my little strides, people know, I've been around enough people's panels, probably engaged in certain conversations, intellectual or not intellectual. But nonetheless, I make my rounds as well, even to the point that I have come to the realization to, to take it a little bit more a step further and create my own channel on YouTube as well. And I'll tell you one thing, bro. If you teach something or you put something that is positive that will help people, it's going to be a very slow growth, bro, depending on who you're trying to reach on the YouTube Exactly. Platform. I'm yeah, just giving you a heads up, brother. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes I, I've, been, I've been doing mental health. And, and as you know, um, mental health is not the most sexiest topic to discuss in YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I experimented with it in, in 2017, didn't have much growth. Um, when I when I start relating it to YouTube events and you know social media stuff, that's when my channel began to have some growth. Um, you know, YouTube has some aspect of of uh, negativity into it, a lot of toxic toxicity into it, and also, and so what I've come to the realization is that I have to pretty much, you know, use my analytical skills from a mental health standpoint in order to. I built my channel on assessing a lot of those be types of behaviors that exemplify itself in that platform. So um, I've gotten slow and steady growth. And, you know, if anything positive, you know, so forth, 
um, you have more of a difficult time as opposed to you um, debating on things that don't really matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, hold on a second. All right, to the matter at hand, um, as you know, the title, as I, I don't know if I expressed before, um, we, we, we're going to probably look at the marriage or relationship aspect in between um, black man and black woman in its entirely. Uh, what are a few things that you have known um, since doing this work in regards to black couples that are, let's say, married? The one of the biggest issues that you find that come across in regards to the marriage aspect amongst our people, black people, a.k.a. ADOS, what you want to call us in America? Okay. Well, first, I like to say that um, as a mental health therapist, I, I do provide um, relationship and marital and family therapy. Um, I have been counseling families since about, I want to say, around 2008, for about 12 years. I have about 12, 13 years of experience counseling families. Well, actually, yeah, actually about 13 years of counseling, counseling families or, or couples, whether they're married or in relationships. There are an array of different issues that are unique to the black experience that we go through as black people. And those particular stresses do manifest itself um, in relationships. And part of that, to me, one of the biggest issues within the black community usually stem around economics, which can be can be affected by, you know, um, racism or white supremacy. Also, we have to look at infidelity and also the fact of poor communication. Those are, to me, the three most prominent issues that occur in a marriage that seems to manifest itself to cause problems and hinder a person's ability or, or a couple's ability to maintain a long-lasting relationship long-term. Okay. Um, you said economics is one of the main culprits in regards to how our marriage, if I could say clearly, um, why most marriages fail and particularly, um, I guess they said over 7% is mostly the women are found divorced. And usually it's always something with money in regards to the household. Now, you said something about the racism and the aspects of it. Now, I don't know if you want to go in detail because for most men that either do a quick um, in-depth analysis of it, that when you hear most men say that a lot of brothers that if you make a certain amount a year, this is what the result you're going to get from the opposite, especially particularly the black woman. Um, like if most men, let's say, if they make roughly close to 40K a year, then, you know, they might not get full cooperation or submission from their opposite sex. And I find that very odd. To I mean, I'm not sure. I would say it's not true or false, but in aspects, that might play a role because, you know, if you work and she works, how she's going to able to do what she has to do as a woman I guess in her femininity to comply to her spouse when she has to take the load in regards to bills, et cetera, in the household. I'm not sure if you want to give an um, answer to that. Sure. I'm going to rephrase the question. Yeah. Well, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to say this, and, 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 and I've heard this and I've had many debates, and unfortunately I've had to debate people that don't have the clinical nor the 
the professional outlook on this as I do as far as being educated on how to handle these issues. Um, for the most part, we we tend to think submission is supposed to equate. I mean, uh, we think that for some reason in the YouTube space, they equate your economic prowess with demanding femininity and, and cooperativeness and, and submission. Unfortunately, that is not the case in most relationships in the real world. Um, there are men who make $100,000 or more that don't have submission from their wives. There are men who make $30,000 that make. And what they have to understand is one of the biggest issues that can contribute to a successful relationship are the things that develop up until that point in you having a marriage, you know, because how you function in a relationship prior to getting married is going to be a contributing factor of how things are going to be in a marriage. A lot of people in our community feel that once you get married, you're supposed to automatically turn on a switch and things are supposed to be different. No. As human beings, we're very consistent with who we are and our habits and so forth. So if you have habitual behaviors that have been consistent for you throughout your life, you're going to exemplify, you're going to show or display those same behaviors in the relationship. Being married is not going to change that. The important thing I think that couples have to undergo prior to getting married or when being engaged is that they develop a certain understanding, they identify their roles, they identify how they want to function in their relationship long term once they get married. Those, if you want to function effectively in a, in a marriage, you have to have that one-on-one discussion or discussions with your mate about how you want things to be once you are married and so on. Because in marriage, it is a legal contract and you have um, a full commitment. And so you have to begin practicing these behaviors or in the process I of know. doing these behaviors prior to getting married. So a woman that is not submissive in marriage was before she got married. Okay? And and that's the thing that guys are missing. And yes, finances do take, finances do play a role in that, but finances, to me, finances do play a role, but to me it's all about the man showing leadership. See, regardless, you can be a leader making $50,000. You can be a leader making $75,000, $100,000. But if you're not a leader, it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you're not willing to lead, see, your earning potential doesn't necessarily constitute leadership. It just so happens you're functioning well in that particular field. But if you're a person that can, you know, kill dragons in the, in, in the workforce but come home and you're not leading things, you're not setting the, the tone, you're not setting the boundaries, you're not, you know, trying to – to uh, you know, to, to create an environment that's conducive to you being in your role as a man and, and the female being in a role as a female. I mean, you're going to have these issues, mm-hmm. and and so yes, economics does play a part, but but you also have to have leadership qualities, and you can have you can make a lot of money and not be a leader. So 
the thing that I look at it in regards to that is that if you want femininity, you can't expect femininity automatically after getting married. The femininity has to be there with you and the woman, and along with your leadership, it has to be there pre-marriage. So mm. those are the things as a therapist I look at because when I have issues of couples having having direct issues with each other in regards to whatever issues they are, the same issues that happen in the marriage, most of those things happen or were in the development of happening before they got married. Okay. So our goal is to prevent these things from happening in marriage by creating the stage for things in the engagement period. Okay, okay. So let me get this clear. To all dudes that complain about black women, because, you know, they still, as much as people want to complain about, black men, black women still interact with each other, still want to couple up, procreate, and have families, regardless what we, or what they said that they, that's not what they see, but in reality, that's what we are because we complain about it. That a lot of men said that they complain about the submission piece, but like you said, D.D.R.L., a woman normally shows that automatically in the relationship. So she's not even showing that one essence as any intelligent man. And, you know, a lot of dudes, they keep saying they're thinking black men. You should not go any more further. Don't buy waste your time. You know? Because I agree. if she's not that from the time you and her are together, she's not going to be that now if you're, you know, legally contract. Right? Exactly. And, and, and to okay. me, and, and let's say she's not. Let's look at the okay. hypothetical if she's not. If you're dating this woman and she's not shown to be as feminine as, as, as or submissive as you would like her to be, and to mm-hmm. be honest with you guys, um, submission, to me, you can't expect a female to give you that full submission in a dating situation because you haven't committed to her. Once, once that full commitment and that full understanding of marriage being inevitable, then only can you expect to have that process of full submission. Just like for you. I mean, as a man, I mean, mm-hmm. you haven't fully committed yourself to her. You haven't fully committed your resources and so on to her until you're mm-hmm. married. I mean, that, that's, yeah. just, that's just a normal development of a relationship. So I think I encourage men that if she is not feminine or, or submissive enough, you begin to, com- again, as one of the three things that I talked about, communication, you have to begin the process of communication to discuss with her how you would like her to function in the relationship, which will lead to marriage. You can't go along thinking that I'm going to excuse this or argue with this and that, and then all of a sudden expect now that you put a ring on it, now that we've already paid for this wedding and gotten married, all of a sudden you're supposed to make a 360. You have to be, as a man, a leader to identify these issues and learn to to resolve those issues prior to that taking place. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. The call number for tonight's show, guys, is 712-770-4160. Access code 915 pounds IRP, 712-770-4160. Access code 915 pounds Tonight's subject is Chaos Rain Presents Black Marriage. Can black marriage be saved? Well, my guest, Dee Durrell. Um, Before I continue, Dee Durrell, I have one call that raises hand. Do you want me to take this call now or you want to? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, by all means. All right. 
I'll open one call since you raised your hand. Hello? Who's this? Yeah. Who is Joshua? Yeah. Okay, what's up, Joshua? What what's on your mind? Uh no, I, I was listening and I you know, I, I see a lot of and, and this is um and maybe your guest can answer this for me. I I see a lot of guys they throw that word uh leadership around. And I always look at the black community and I always look at black men and I look at the state that they that they are in. And I would say for for, for in cases there are black men who are being leaders, but my idea of leadership is their family first. Okay, um, if those black men are taking care of their families, that to me is a leader. Um, I think sometimes we throw that 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 word at black men to slight them, um, because again, uh, there have been you know there have been you know black women have said that black men are not leaders. Um, they have said that black men are not protectors, um, you know, et cetera. So I think in cases that word is, a, is always a word for brothers who, who say that word to other black men, say that they're not being leaders. I think in some cases that that's just a slight. And, and, and for brothers who are doing okay or doing, or doing pretty well for themselves or, you know, um, they tend to do that as a sense of pride and, and ego to say I'm better than you um, because you're, you're not a leader. Um, and I think that that's a psychological thing. I always look at the state of black men as in cases of, of, of wounded men because they have been wounded. History has wounded them. Their experience in America has wounded them. Um, if you look at their history, all throughout their history, they've been constantly fighting for, you know, for things, just the basic things in life. So, um, so I always look at that. Now, I'm not making excuses for dysfunction and bad behavior by brothers. I'm looking at the bigger picture, and I say for brothers who constantly always bring that word up at black men and say, well, they're not leaders. I say, well, he is a leader. Those black men who are taking care of their families are leaders. They're being just that. Those black men who go to work every day, he's being just that. Um, I think we're... I think sometimes we look at this thing as leadership as we're looking for the next best thing. Like we're looking for some, another Malcolm or another. I say, bro, those days are gone. Those days are over with. Okay, we're not getting those days back. Um, so if the counselor on the phone can kind of go into that, the, the psyche of black males, because I think that needs to be um, examined because you're dealing with a, you're dealing with a, a, a lot of mentally ill brothers who, who don't know that they're mentally ill. They think they're funky, yeah, sure. but they're actually mentally ill. They're doing, they, they do a, a, a lot of things that are – got a lot yeah, of sure. mental dysfunction brothers. So can you go into that for me, please? Okay. Um, damn. You said a lot, Yashua. Um, yeah, that was yeah, a lot. Yeah, but but, 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 but yeah. I, I, I'll just say as much as I can and, and express – um, when when we're talking about um, it does start with the family. Strong family units make strong communities, and strong communities make stronger people. And in the black community, we we don't have strong family units because in a lot of black families, seventy percent of those households or eighty percent of those households are headed by black women. And so, um, as black men because of our treatment and the issues that 
black kids, black males go through from the time they enter, they're born, entering in school until high school, and then once you get into the job market or college and so forth, that that particular process and that road that you have to travel is, is a little bit, is a lot more harsher than what other people have to go through. And so what, what tends to happen is that we're producing black men that are not developing as men. We're, 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 we're producing black men who many of them are not graduating out of high school. Matter of fact, the black male graduation rate is below 50%, which is horrible. Um, and so what is happening is that our females are outpacing us, and that creates mm -hmm. a problem. That's by and also. And also with that, we, we have issues of the of the, the prison-to-school pipeline that happens. Black males are five to eight times more likely to be suspended or expelled than any other group of people. Black men are, are black males when they're in high school and, and, and middle school are more likely to, for misbehavior, to have to go to court behind it due to different zero-tolerance laws and so on, which basically leads to juvenile detention and and incarceration and so forth and then at that point due to them not seeking a proper education and not being able to be developed as young men after 18 if they can if they don't have the proper skills or education to go to college or seek certifications or trades and so forth their only means is to continue on to the criminal committing crimes and doing things that leads them to being in the prison industrial mm -hmm. complex so when you have a large percentage of our males, which we do have, that participate, and this is the, the, base, the basic process that they go through, it's only going to lead to a situation in which we have a, a, higher, a, a very high percentage of black men who are not marriage material. Now, unfortunately, mm -hmm. due to not having control of the media and our image, the image of the guy that is not successful, but he has a certain type of swag and a certain type of look that is unbecoming of a person that's truly attempting to be a, a reputable father or professional, that isn't somewhat, you know, paraded around and glorified. And the guy who actually keeps his nose clean, who has a, a, a education, who has stable stable employment or business and so forth, you're seeing the point as being in some ways um, not as exciting or boring. Or and we so, go further, D. Durrell, you're you look as uh, the odd one out. Say, hmm, you're a special Negro. You hear that term? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Or you're the odd person out. And so, and so what, what's happening is that we, we have, because we have 2 million more females than males, we have a lot of females who are choosing men that are not marriage material, they're not father material, and it creates a frustration in which there's a dichotomy that is unbalanced between the black man and the black woman in these marriages. Because in some of these marriages, in some of these situations, the black woman is outpacing, out-earning the, the, her, her male counterpoint. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're talking about situations in which he's earning $30,000 and she's making $70,000, it's going to be very difficult for you to demand submission 
if she is not in a position to be submissive. Mm -hmm. Because she cannot be submissive if she makes twice as much as you and the amount that you make is not applicable to paying all the bills or or taking care of the finances. And Mm -hmm. and that that is what is happening in the black community. And it is causing issues because the system itself is weaving out and it's trying to, to, to basically kill the image and the, the possibility of having effective black men and black leaders as men. Therefore, mm-hmm. it is pressuring our females, overworking our females, stressing our females, frustrating our females, even to the point where they think that they have to develop masculine or male qualities in order to succeed in order to function in American society. Mm-hmm. And so and, and, what, what and, this has done – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. No, I, I just wanted to say before I – because I, I, I know Gary has a, a, a different calls coming on. Yeah, I, I see people say, now calling in now. So make yeah. Quick, I'm just, so yeah. I, I just want to say two more things to you. Um, the, the, this idea of, of, uh, of, of steady percent of, of, of black women running household. Now, would you – Admit, and there in some cases that in some cases that we don't prepare our young boys for success coming up, and because they come from a single parent home, which is which is statistically says run by black women. Do some of these black women understand how to raise young black boys for success? That's number one question. The second question. No, they don't. Is, okay, and the second question is this. Instead of us looking for submission, see, I'm not looking for submission from a woman in that sense, okay? I want her to understand white supremacy. If I can get a black woman to understand white supremacy and understand how it functions and works against black men, I think our relationships will work out a whole lot better. But if she doesn't understand white supremacy, go ahead. Her understanding white supremacy is Uh going to automatically cause her to be in her feminine submissive mode. The reason why black women function in a more masculine situation is because they don't mm-hmm. understand white supremacy. And so they okay, feel, that's why you hear women saying stuff like I don't, irrational statements such as I don't need a black man and right. I, can be the, I can be the mother and the father. You see, that's what white supremacy wants, you to, wants women to believe. Right. Because right. as long as they can continue to believe that they don't need you, then we're going to continuously raise boys that are in out, and we're going to continuously have men who are not able to compete. Right, exactly. All, All right. right. Thank you, Joshua. Yes, yeah, you, you know me. You know me, man. I, I always bring the home run. <laughs> no, joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see other people on the line. Um, I'm going to raise our hands in a second. Um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned about if our women understand Race and white supremacy. I feel deep drill. I might be there might be pushback. I think some of them have an ideal, but they don't express it enough. Can we agree or disagree? Because we all live um, in this country. I, 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 so, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say that most black women don't understand white supremacy. They understand the issues of of maybe experiencing racism, but as far as understanding how white supremacy works. Most most black people don't understand racism, don't understand white supremacy. And the reason why I came to that 
assumption is due to my interactions uh, with the late um, Dr. Chris Wilson. I actually met her uh, about Mm -hmm. eight to ten months before she passed away, and I bought her book uh, and so forth. And I asked her about issues of black mental health as a psychiatrist after she did her speech, and I I bought her book. Mm -hmm. And she talked to me about the fact of the process of of everything that a black person goes through in America and throughout the diaspora is in some form and in, in, in some, some form and, and fashion shaped through the culture of us having extra stress upon ourselves and anxiety upon ourselves operating in a sense of being less than and, and dehumanized, dehumanized, which is influenced through white supremacy. And we have to understand that, see, for, for us as black people, and what she concluded is that we feel like being black carries, automatically carries a certain weight, a certain hmm. level of difficulty and ineptness that other people don't have to deal with and go through. You know, we, 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 we carry an automatic sense of, of, of stress and anxiety and ultra-awareness of, 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 the, of the majority culture that they don't have to carry or they don't like we're we're more conscious of white people than white people are conscious of us because white people don't have to function in spaces that consist of black people but for many black people we have to function in spaces that has some aspect of whiteness in it mm-hmm. okay okay i think i follow it, it, it makes sense it yeah. makes sense um and Shout out to the elder herself. It's good you met her before she transitioned back in 2016, of yes. I believe January. Sometime. Yeah, that was in, that was in 2016. Yes, but I saw her in yeah. uh, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. And she and the time we saw her, she was okay. She was healthy and all. Oh yeah, so, she like, was good. Away. She she was in. You know, I I, in, I I I feel with her because the environment the environment she was in. They, they, they deliberately, the environment took her out, to be honest with you. Okay, 80 yeah. some years old, she was able to walk, but she always complained about the noise in her head, and it, it just overwhelmed her to the point she went to some little coma, and then, you know, the hospital kind of finished her off. But, you know, it yeah. comes with territory when you put out work in regards to liberate the mind or the psyche of black people overall. Let me take this another caller. Um, I see three calls. Let me take this call from Sankofa. Sankofa, yes. Are you there, Sankofa? Yeah, I'm here, brother. Peace, peace to the panel, peace to the family, man, black African power. Uh, Man, this is a powerful, this is a powerful uh, discussion, man, because my girl just left me, you know what I'm saying, due to the fact of COVID-19, and she was one of those type of women. She was a Christian, and I'm a non-believer. So the thing with black women, I feel like they're, they would be, if I was a white man, my girl wouldn't have left me and she, would have, she wouldn't have been as abrasive and, the belittling, and to the point where she's belittling me and disrespecting me because things weren't going right. You know, I lost everything except for my apartment. I still got my apartment. But when I was trying to get funds uh, 
uh, fitted for so we can keep our apartment, she was still in front of me nagging me and nagging me. I'm telling her, leave me alone. Please just leave me alone. You're upsetting me. You're angry. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like she wouldn't do that. So if I was a white man, she wouldn't do that shit. When a white man mm-hmm. says, oh, baby, I got it, she'd be like, okay, baby, I trust you. But since I'm a black man, she'd be like, oh, you ain't doing shit. You ain't doing nothing. Why you ain't doing I'm like, right here doing I'm like, I am doing something. I am doing something about this. I'm trying to fix our finances and stuff like that. So I feel like it's a difference between us and them because if a black woman was with a white man, she wouldn't do the same thing she does to us. Black woman would be in our face telling us we ain't shit, but if she was with a white man, she wouldn't say that shit to him. Because you know why? Because Go ahead. Unfortunately, brother, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I do, I do think that there is some evidence to produce that black women probably would interact at, at some level, level differently than, with, with white men. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, in dealing with interracial relationships, a black woman acts like a black woman no matter who she with. <laughs> I hate to say that. <laughs> and, and, I, I, and I know... But, she, uh, but I'm saying she would be more submissive to the white man instead of us. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you why. And I'm, I'm going to bring religion into this. Because you know why? Because their savior is a white man. That's why they would be more submissive to the white man because their savior looks like a white man. I we don't look like the savior. That's why they don't look at us as saviors. I, 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 I have they, to disagree with that, ahead. brother. I'm going to have to disagree with you. I, now, now would, would she be more combative to you as a black man? I do agree with that. But in interracial relationships that I've had, white men have had the same complaints about black women as black men. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, as far as the communication of that, how they interact and, and certain things, you have to understand, um, with us as a people, let's be mm-hmm. honest with it. In the black community, we have an inferiority complex. Right. And that inferi- uh, that inferi- that inferiority complex does manifest itself in relationships when we enter for those that do enter into an interracial relationship. That's right. why you see a black man, when he dates out of his race, particularly with a white woman, he usually is not picking the, the, the upper echelon of, that, of those people. He's usually picking the lower, the lower of the barrel. And even for, for, the, for the black woman particularly for a black woman, she has in our mindset because of our innate self-hatred that a lot of our, our, our people have, when they deal with a white man, they're assuming his whiteness is going to afford them a better opportunity to do things. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. But I do get what you're saying, and I, and I do mm-hmm. uh, empathize with you. The fact and, that you know, you homie, because I'm, I, am, I'm speaking, I'm, I am speaking from a place of hurt because this woman yeah. left me, and now I got everything back. She gone. I got my challenger back. I got my house is paid for. This motherfucker left me, bro. I mean, I know I'm speaking from a place of hurt, but I realize she's from California. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead. Yeah, but but let's, let's look at it from this standpoint. What 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 that sister showed you is that if you would have married her, and if you would have went through a hard time, she would have left you in marriage. So it was better for her to leave you now, and to show mm-hmm. her she showed you who she really was before Fact. you would have really made Fact. the mistake, and then you would have been trapped in a whole nother complicated situation. So what what that shows me, brother, because mm-hmm. what I'm hearing from you, you're trying to to. Uh, you're trying to psychologically make sense of why she yeah. left you. The problem is that she could have left you for a multitude of different reasons, but the reality is that she's not there anymore. And so 
let this be a learning opportunity for you so that when you enter into that next relationship, you can have that conversation about how would you deal in a situation in which, say, a crisis happened or something happens, are you going to stick with me through the thick and thin? Or are you going to get frustrated and leave? Are you going to, you know, uh, or, uh, basically instead of trying to uplift me, try to bring my spirits down? Are you going to be mm-hmm. patient with me? You see, the, the thing about, and this is something that I talk about black females a lot, when I, because I deal with a lot of black females that, that have issues with relationships. And part of right. that is when you have unrealistic expectations of what a black man is supposed to do in a relationship. Exactly, it leads, bro. It leads to this type of behavior. Right. And so I, and I'm letting them know. You have to understand, when you're dealing with a black man who's number one, number one enemy of the state by far, the first, the first fired, last hired, we have a certain circumstances that no other group of men have to go through. So as but you know what they'll say, though? Oh, that's an excuse. That's just an excuse y'all use. That's an excuse. That's, just, that's, the, that's, the, that's their go-to. If that sister is being unreasonable and can't conceptualize, conceptualize that, that's not the right sister for you. Move around. See, we, 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 right. as men, we can't force. I think we spend too much time trying to influence or explain situations of females that are inflexible and unwilling to listen right if you're not if you're not willing to listen in in the heat of a crisis or or a a um a real a real issue and work through it but that's not the person you need to be around that's that, that's not the right. person you need to be investing your time and resources with because in a relationship i've been married i've been married we're now going on 16 years. I've had rocky roads in my in my marriage, even um, from a financial standpoint. And right. you got to understand, you, you think that um, a person, you're just going to have a smooth selling situation. If I marry somebody for the next 40, 50 years of my life, I'm not going to have some down years economically or something may happen, a recession or or something like that in the industry or something where some industry is now obsolete and I have to do something else or a business, the, the, the company is no longer, you know, operating in bankruptcy. See, we, we have this thing where we think people have this, have, and this is particularly, and I, I have to say this, but we cannot go into a marriage with an idealistic mindset. We have to be able to go through the good times and be able to manage the rough times. What this sister showed you is that she wasn't able to be down with you through the rough times. It's always good, peachy, creamy if you see that check coming biweekly every Friday and you t- and you just holding it down. But if but if a situation comes about where you can't, well, I, I'm out. See that 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 she she's not she was she she actually showed you who she was. So let's let's not be yeah. upset about it. Let's, but you let's, know, but you know, I'm, I'm let's, upset because let's let's process it and learn from it. Right. I mean, you know, I'm learning from it, but it's like I let this woman in my house. She moved out of her place because it was a dangerous area. And she, I was like, yeah, you come live with me, whatever. And then, you no know, she's saying, you know what I'm saying? And now, you know what I'm saying, she know that I, she's trying to come back, but I'm like, no. 
you ain't coming back in this house. You can go stay in that hotel over there because you left me, man. You pulled up and you saw my my another my new challenger and you saw you know I'm doing better. And I told it's like black women don't want to listen when they are being when they feel like they are being uh, pushed in the corner. Like I was telling her, like I got everything. This is my finances are coming. I got things are happening right now. And it's like you know they don't have a problem waiting on their God. I mean, no no disrespect to anybody believe out there in Radio Land or even you if you believe in this. Christ or whatever, but they have no problem waiting on Jesus. But when it's come to you, they want to, they want you to wave a magic wand and make everything okay. It's, it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm looking at it from, a, like I said, I'm talking from a place of hurt, but it's the fact that even my mom agrees with her leaving me, but just because I don't believe, well, you should have had your shit all together. Well, you should have had this together. Maybe you should have believed it. Maybe you should go back to being a Christian. What did your dad say? Huh? What did your dad say? My dad, oh, my dad's a conscious brother, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, so what I'm asking you, what did your dad tell you? Oh, my, my, dad, my dad basically sounds like you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm being honest, my dad sounds exactly like you. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so that, and that is, look, brother, you are a man in a man's place. You should not even right. be going to your for, for advice about this. Only a man can give you the guidance as a young brother. You can't look for females mm-hmm. to give a man a, a, a and that's and that's an issue. This is part of the issue that we deal with as a community. We have young men that are not developing in these in, in this type of family structure that don't have the proper guidance. And, and you just and you just showed evidence of that for the fact that when you talked to your mother, you said your mother said she agreed with her, and she did not show any empathy or sympathy for the fact that her son and this is my daddy also my daddy called me back so my dad called me back and said the same thing you said you know what I'm saying he's about to come over my house he's like you know i'm gonna come i'm like dad i don't want you driving four hours just to come see me my dad way down in houston so you know i ain't want to drive away to fort worth to come just talk to me i said you talking to the phone man but my dad loved me that much he's about, he about to come sit down and say what you just said you know yeah so 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 my thing is that this is a learning experience and so mm-hmm. my thing is that um, you know, a female's going to look at things from a female perspective. A male's going to look at things from a male perspective. But the fact of the matter is that you have a father that can guide you and provide that for you. Look at the mm-hmm. look at the millions of black men that don't have that privilege, and who who are just left with the fact of a female telling them, "Well, if I was her, I would do the same thing," and don't have no one else to turn to the, to 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 circumvent that. And see, yeah. that's the issue with the black community. Now, now, say for instance, I told my mom, this is what I told my mom, I said, mom, what if I told, what if you had told DJ the same thing, my, my son? If you had told, if, some, if the same thing happened to my son, and I, and I would have said, the, I would have said what you said instead of what my daddy said to my son, you would look at me crazy. Don't talk to that boy like that. Why are grandparents so inclined to protect the grandchildren over their own child that they gave birth to? And she just hung up the phone. Well, my thing is this, man. It sounds like to me, from hearing you, uh, it, uh, you and your mother have some communication issues going on. Right. Uh, that that maybe resolved, unresolved, but there is some underlying issues. And of course, this is not a, a, a forum to, to 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 discuss personal issues and therapeutic situations. But it sounds mm-hmm. like there's some level of disconnect between you and her for things like this. That may need to be discussed. 
Hey, hey, Gary, man, hey, in the back chat, Gary, yep. can you give this my number? Because I might need to talk to this brother, man, for real. Well, you don't worry. I'll I, I work something out. You know, this is yeah, one man. of the third and maybe somewhat of an end of the series in regards to mental health. Yeah, and I, this I, one I, I is, to and, and, and to be honest with you, um, Seiko, this, tonight's broadcast is supposed to com- combine both the men and female aspect. I didn't really plan it like this, but the way how it came about, this kind of flows into everything that's needed that to fix the mindset of black people in its entirety. And, and, you know, and the reason why I brought that, and Gary, I don't mean to cut you off, but the reason why I brought it up, because when he b- talked about white supremacy, black women don't realize when they do that to these black men, they are projecting white supremacy on their black men because we hear the same shit from white people, and you know what I'm saying, and they're doing exactly what we hear from them. The same shit that they say us, we ain't shit, we ain't gonna be shit, we ain't this. That's white supremacy, and they don't realize that they're doing it. So I was just basically bringing my situation. Let me ask you this question. And it's an issue that I talk to black men all the time about. Um, when you first met the girl that, you, that, that you're no longer with, when did you begin mm-hmm. talking about white supremacy with her? Mm. Uh, never. Good question. Never. Huh? I feel like I, I, I felt like I didn't have to. I mean, okay, exactly. She, she yes, exactly. Yeah, you felt, listen, listen to me. See, this is important. I'm glad you said this. And this is a problem with black relationships. You see, brother, you assumed something that you should have known. You should have known how she looks at white, her, her aspects of white supremacy. It took a situation for you to find out that she didn't understand white supremacy. And see, this is an issue in the development of black relationships where we, we bullshit. I mean, I'm sorry for cursing, but we BS too much. We want mm-hmm. to talk about the fun things we can do together, go party, hang out, drink. Right. And when you right. take that person seriously, you're not dealing with the serious issues, the intellectual issues, the value system issues, all of these things that make up a long-term positive relationship. Those things are not talked about until later on when those things should have been talked upon in the, in the early foundation of the relationship. I was under the assumption because she talked about how much she, because she's African, but she was raised in, uh, she, she was brought over to California when she was five years old. But, uh, I, you know, the way she Which talked about white women, from? she didn't like white people, I was under the assumption that I didn't have to talk about it because she already knew about it. But I um, think she always have to talk about it, brother. Every, mm-hmm. Everything that is important, in a, see, it has to be talked about, even to the fact of you hearing it. Well, you can't assume anything in a relationship. You have right. to hear it verbally to know it to be true. And I want to say one thing, Sanko, because i got to take the rest of the calls. Which part of Africa your girlfriend was from? Sierra Leone. All right. For future reference, because you're in Texas, and there is a population of foreign nationals from Africa that's down there yeah, now. I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's, it's bigger for Nigerians. In the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Irvin has the biggest population. Irvin, Texas has the okay, biggest okay, population. Okay, I get, I get you. I get you. Yeah. But for future reference, if you're going to deal with any one of them, especially the women, it, it would be wise to be upfront, honest, because as you know, the continent, right, we want, believe it or not, they are solely submitted to white supremacy. If we look at certain countries, they got the white God, and not only in their church, but statues now, for I'm hearing rumor now. Exactly. So the women, their ideal, obviously, is when they come here, usually they go on a flight to get 
a non-black man or probably maybe the American black man. But obviously, at the end of the day, they have a certain culture and our mindset that's set and present for them for centuries now because of the industries that black people are under globally. So you mess with them, you're not up front with them, especially certain parts that's from Africa, then they're going to look at you as some less than because by default, black is ugly, black is evil. Do I need to go more? So obviously, they look at you, you they're going to feel say, you're American, you should be at a certain status because you're in a nation that with the biopower of black people is temp, it could buy out like a couple, 200, 200 countries. So yeah. that's their thinking on the average. Don't, don't quote me wrong, but that's how you have to play it moving forward if you're going to be dating them. So thank you, um, Senko, for calling in. Um, don't worry, I deal with all the other information. I mean, it's just a that I asked for, man. I tried to stay on topic as much as I could, but I, I'll be, I'll be, in, I'll be in, uh, uh, in the chat listening, man. But thank you, thank you, brother, for taking my call. Thank you, Gary, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't mean to do my personal business out there, but I have to use my personal business to basically illustrate what y'all was talking about, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate y'all. That's cool. That's good. No this problem. Is, and one, and one thing. This, this is a learning experience, and I appreciate you give that information because we're all here to learn to get a better grasp of how to not only analyze but to come up with a tangible solution. Because all mm. problems can be fixed. All problems can have a solution. But it's up to the work for us as a group of people who are willing to put in the work to resolve the issue. Thank you, Sankofa. I'm going to take the next call. Mm. Anonymous, who's this? Um, this is Miss Lady. Hello. How are you doing, Miss Lady? Um, stay right there, Miss Lady. Let me take one. Let me take one more call. Is that you, Gigi? Yes, it's Gigi. Hi, everybody. All right. Hi. Go ahead, Miss Lady. What's your question? Hey, Gigi. Well, I got a couple of comments, and I have a question. First of all, I want to thank the gentleman for emphasizing the benefit of the woman showing who she was before he said, I do, and signed the marriage contract. He will look back on this and will say, thank you, thank you. That was a blessing that she revealed herself prior to any type of formal marital arrangement. If it is, the reality is, that's what happened, and um, that... um, and it actually is, so he's going to look at it as a blessing. That's just my opinion. And just to do some healing, take care of himself as much as he can during this crazy time, and to work on educating himself into um, trying to do as best as he can financially so he can increase his resources and to, you know, maybe talk to someone um, professionally to help him through that healing process and he can become clear because that truly is a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, I, and all, a lot of the millions of people that went through divorces will testify to that. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I want to say that, um, you know, because I'm hearing two things. Black women, they're not raising these boys right. They don't know how to raise these boys. You know, and basically kind of shifting the blame on how the, the boys turn out. They're not, you know, really, um, they, they become, 
mature in terms of their age, but not in terms of their emotional, psychological, mental outlook and attitudes and behaviors. So no, a woman's not a man. She cannot teach a boy like a man could teach just the same thing, vice versa with the black men. I know some black men that raised girls, and mm-hmm. I can see where the neglect was coming in, but they didn't see it, or where things weren't being done with, uh, in a way that a woman would do it. But I understood they're men. So he only kept these expectations of black women, you know, raising these sons, primarily as single parents, when that woman is trying to make it financially within this system and dealing with the stresses of that, and then being told, Oh, she's not submissive. That word needs to go, seriously. Nobody wants to hear that. Women these days, that's just outdated. You know, it's the 21st century. Nobody's trying to be submissive. People are trying to become empowered. They're trying to develop themselves. They're trying to be resourceful. They want compatible mates that respect them in that way, and they want their mates to also be doing the same thing. Okay? So all of this... I think it's really a way, it's really a way for men that don't feel really good enough about themselves as men to want a submissive woman because if you have somebody who's, that, the word submissive means that I'm less than. In whatever way you want to put it, you know, I will disempower myself, you will be over me, and therefore you will feel superior to me. Well, Can I respond? Can, hold on just one minute. Life is okay. too short. It's too stressful right now. You want people coming within relationships, being the best that they can be, and being partners. Okay? Thirdly, I just have one comment, last comment. There's something that's kind of irritating when men call women female because, you know, that's an adjective and a noun, basically, it's, you know, you can reproduce, right? The bottom line is women are more than just reproductive organisms, okay? And it's, it's very, it's kind of have a denigrating kind of um, energy around it. Um, we're not calling black men males. I mean, male what? Male cow? Male pig? You know, male worms? I mean, it's... You know, so I would really emphasize that it's very, for certain women, it's very, and, and a lot of women, they may not vocalize, verbalize it, but they don't feel good when they hear, hear them referred to as female, okay? Um, so I would just, hopefully you can take that in and kind of turn that through your brain and, um, and try and understand um, how it can be thought of as a disrespectful term. I mean, you wouldn't want men calling your mother that female, that female. No. She's a woman. Okay. I have one last comment, and I, and I uh, can't think of what it is now. <laughs> I can't think okay. of what it is now. But yeah. I really thank you for telling that brother, because I can hear the hurt. And I understand he has to go. You know, we've all been there, right? Yeah. He has been blessed, truly blessed, that she showed who she is. Oh, and then, oh, the last thing I wanted to say is that these interracial relationships, because I know people that are, you know, 
black women, black men are in interracial relationships. The black woman, white male relationship seems to be the most successful. And statistics show that they have the highest, they, I mean, the, the highest rate of divorce is between black men and white women, and the lowest rate of divorce is between white men and black women in terms of interracial relationships. So, yes, there's different energy that people bring to interracial relationships that may be different and some, sometimes than if you were with your same, um, same race person. But it's a dynamic that goes, it's just not on one side. It's a dynamism between the two people. And if people are experiencing stressors, job loss, you know, health problems, family stuff, you know, just all the stuff that black people, the black tax that we have to deal with, well, you know, you're going to have a more, I think, propensity to have a lot of misunderstandings, especially if you don't understand racism, white supremacy. And that's my last Miss comment La- is, Miss Lady. Hello? I would, I would stress, like, the guy that was, yeah, can I say the guy that was talking about his relationship and his mother doesn't understand, he I might want to ask refer her, he might want to refer her to, like, YouTube and listen to Neely Fuller and, and Francis Cresswell-Sing because they might get a better understanding. Now, my question, Miss Lady, you said about the marriage, and this is not really the discussion regards interracial marriage, to be honest with you, we're trying to focus on us because as much time that black people are dating and procreating and eventually marrying out, I don't really much care or focus too much about what success rate of us and them interacting. No, somebody brought uh, up interracial relationships. The guy was saying how he, he was a white uh, man. But, 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 he didn't but, think but, that but, the woman would, would have the same but, attitude. So, I mean, I'm just responding to that. Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady. Hold on, I'm D-Rail, before I say something. Okay. Um, d mentioned this because he works in this field. He works with partners, particularly black women and non-black men, in regards how she treats male counterparts. And mind you, this is new to me, Miss Lady, because I don't really know much about what goes in the bedroom or business of a black woman and a non-black man. I don't focus too much on it. But the find out that she's the same with another race of men is telling that, you know, when people say that it's only when it it goes with us in relationship that she's going to act a certain way. Y'all should mention this. But now what I'm hearing now is that that's not the case, that it's all across the board. Rather, if the Caucasian had makes the same as a black male or make more, it's the same behavior because her mindset. She goes in it the same way, and eventually she comes out of it. Now, in regards to the divorce rate, obviously she's not going to divorce no Caucasian because obviously the white man is God to most of our sisters. So divorcing her, she's like losing a piece of status, leaving that white man. I know for a fact <laughs> that most, most white men – or any non-black men, they will most likely nine tenths divorce black women because they know that they're not gonna stay in it if they're not put with some shit. So it tells me that regards to us, let me finish. Let me. So it tells me. Hold on, let me finish. So it tells me what that. The scientific wait, wait, data? Hold, hold on, stop. I want, I want to give hold the scientific on. data once you finish. Hold on, let me stop this. The reason why I'm saying this is because obviously. And you know it's deep direct, and a lot of women are not being honest with this, is that when you're with a non-black person, they expect more from their women. 
And if they don't, nine tenths of the goal is going to move on. It comes to us, we don't have that certain league weight as men because we don't set no fucking standards. And that's just the honest truth. If black men were set the certain standards or trained or raised right, you think he put the stuff right now with our sisters and this is going to keep behaving like No, it would change overnight because at the end of the day, black people still want to interact and procreate with uh, each other, period. End of story. So in regards to the dating pool, yeah, it's going to be bad for black men because black men, overall, we don't set no standard. Besides the financing, which we could control or not control, that's another discussion for another broadcast. But overall, as men, and Deidre, you could push back at this, black men are not really strict on certain standards what they want out of women. Let's keep it real. So I'm going to let you have the floor. I'm going to have you yeah. let, have the floor. And I'm going to open so this let, um, let, me, let, me, let me address something from a, from a uh, statistical standpoint. The research shows in regards to interracial relationships that black women are least likely to, to, to marry or date interracially than any other group of people. It's actually less than 7%. So when they talk about the fact that black women are staying in relationships longer than black uh, in interracial relationships as far as being married to black men, I mean, being married to white men longer and not and are having a lower occurrence of divorce, it's because there's not enough data to support it because there are far too, there's not enough, actually there's a low percentage of black women who are even considering interracial relationships in the first place. Because so that so in our essence the data is somewhat skewed because the sample size is not big enough. Number one. Yeah. Number number two. When when we look at it, another thing we have to look at in regards to interracial relationships is that um, black men are more likely to date white women and. Thirty-three percent of of most black men, thirty-three percent of educated black men with a bachelor's degree or higher, are going to be prone to date outside of their race, and most of the time, those women are white. Okay, so I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to give some some level of illustration on on what the interracial decisions are usually like in regards to marriage and dating for black men and as opposed to, to to black women because black women really are not looking for these 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 men they're not black women are very loyal and to be honest with you black women are, are the most loyal group of women towards their men as far as dating wise now the issue is that when you get in those relationships can it enter into an effective long-term relationship can it enter into a marriage that can be long-lasting and productive? The second thing I want to look at is that I think in the black community, we've lost our way in understanding what submission means because Mm -hmm. this whole thing about submission does not mean that you're less than anybody. Submission does not mean that you're under anybody's, um, um, you know, totality of control. What submission means is that you have a certain role as a female and that you are buying into the particular situation of the man being a leader. And I want to highlight leadership, okay? And in that leadership, you have certain expectations of him as a leader, not you 
overwork yourself and strain yourself and stress yourself out trying to be equal to him because you're not Mm -hmm. built to do that. Historically, you're not built to do that. And the the thing about it is that, and and I'm a person that doesn't like to talk about feminism a lot, but Mm -hmm. there are aspects of feminism that has entered into our community that has to see when, when, when people, when people talk of submission and other things in that way, we're looking at again, white female feminism. Okay. And white female feminism is basically what feminism is. And we're like in a wave of feminism now. And when you have these aspects of what you think submission means and you doing this and doing that, but at the same time, there is a difference between a man and a woman. We're not equal. We we are genetically different. Men are genetically stronger and have more uh, stamina and so forth. We have a certain, from a reproductive standpoint, we have a certain role. From a from a from from the female side, you have a certain role. You're the barriers of life. We we can't we can't go into this thing thinking. This, we made submission an ugly word in, in American culture and black culture. Submission should not be an ugly word. Submission should be a proud word that shows that you have the proper leadership and the proper mate as a, as a husband. And, a, and as a husband, you have the proper and cooperative interaction with a female. Submission allows a bridge of cohesiveness between the black man and the black woman, not I'm domineering, telling you what to do, when you can do it, how to do it. That's not what submission is. And you just submitting your every, you have to do, you have to have some sense with that. You have to have a certain level of understanding with that. And I just, I just, because I deal with this a lot in a therapeutic process with females, when we, when they talk about, and a lot of these black women, particularly those who are degree, they have issues of submission. And they'll bring this up. He left me because he said I wasn't submissive enough. He left me because I wouldn't listen. He left me because I argued and, I, and, and all these other different things, things that to me are counterproductive to being submissive. So if, if men are repetitively telling you this, shouldn't that as an educated and intelligent woman maybe done upon you that maybe I need to interact differently? Okay? Now, my thing to the men that I talk about that, that, that complain about this, you have to be in a certain status. You cannot be a person that can't keep a job. You don't have any skills. You don't have any education. You're not consistent. You can't provide security. You have to provide, you have to earn that. That is just not easily given to you. Through your process of developing that relationship with that female, that submission is earned. And, and women in their true state will easily give that to the right person who's actually providing his end of what he's supposed to be doing. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that because we, 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 we've turned this word into an ugly word that means that does not mean what it should mean in marriage. And I'm, I'm not a biblical person, but I, I mean, I, I am Baptist by, by upbringing, but when you look at submission in the Bible, it, it, it gives you a template. Now, I understand she, she talked about it being outdated. It can't be outdated because unless 
black men and black women or, or the female male dynamic is outdated. I mean, we're no different as creatures of habits a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago as we are today. The modern situation, being that we have modern technology and cer- certain things, still should not constitute a sense of us changing how we're supposed to function. We just have to learn an appropriate way to modify things to fit where we are in this society and at this time in, in, in our life as, as a people. But you're going to have, in any relationship, you're going to have a situation when both parties are going to look for certain things from one another. And if you're not getting those things, there is going to be an imbalance. Right now, what we have now is that we don't have a lot of, we don't have enough strong enough and and uh, black men as far as being leaders and so forth and being capable fathers and husbands in the community. And so when, when and what we have is a generation of women who think this way because they're trying to open, they're trying to overcompensate for the lack of having a strong male figure in the household. And it's hurting us, it's hurting our women, and it's hurting our community. So that, that, that's what I would like to say in regards to, to what has been said in regards to those areas. Thank you, Dee Uh Let me see. I'm open to lines. Actually, Gigi, you there? Yes, I am. Do you have a quick question? Can I have to open two lines? <laughs> oh, okay. Can I make a comment and a question? It has, it has to be one one the other. You can't. I won't be as long as this lady. Okay, I got three things. Thank you, guests. This is a fantastic show. Good job, Gary, as usual. Number yeah. one, I'm sorry for. Th- I'm sorry for. Don't give me that. Uh huh. Don't start with me, Gary. Um, <laughs> um, Sankofa, I'm sorry about what you're going through. It sounds very uh, um, disappointing. Um, I actually learned from Sankofa when he calls in because as a re- overly religious mother and seeing when, if your son, who's a grown man, does not have your same religious beliefs, it teaches you, me rather, how to back off and let him be the man that he is and just appreciate the she misses out on all the great qualities that he has as far as being a hard worker and trying to be disciplined and trying to take care of his sons. She misses out on all the good qualities and, and, and she misses out on giving him positive feedback because they don't believe in the same God. And I, I learned a lot from that myself. Number one, number two, grandparents are nicer than parents because they're not as stressed and not as worried and they're more mature than they were when they were young parents. And number three, and the last one is, in my opinion, black men are constantly, constantly um, dealing with white supremacy more than black women, I would say, because they know the, the male mind. They have the same male mind. And they know when they are being perceived as the enemy or, or the one that's lesser than, as opposed to black women, our main focus is the black man. So men know how to deal with men better than we know how to deal with men. And plus it's easier for a black woman to deal with a white man in, at work or what have you, because he's not going to, he doesn't fear the black woman. He might fear her mouth, <laughs> but he may, but he's not going to fear her the way he's going to uh, 
hear a, a black man. I'm done. Thank you very much. Thank you, um, Gigi. You're always the best. the best. The best, best. All right, let me open these lines. Um, ABC, is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Sit, stay right there. Yeah. All right. Um, who's this? Yo, it's Big OC. What's happening, Gary? That's good. That's good. Uh, one question, ABC. Um, you using your computer. You're not on the switchboard, am I right? Right. All right. What's your question? Um, the question is, I guess, great guess. Um, I've heard just now you said something about um, men uh, not being men. or uh, you, you alluded to this, but I just wanted to get your take on this. I talk a lot about all this stuff, and my big thing is I, I put most of the blame on men. Because I say that uh, we're able to control women. Well, I go into it, but I, I think it's mostly our fault. If we were there in the homes, it would fix a lot of this stuff. You talked about uh, uh, women having to be the, you know, mother and father raising these kids. Have you? Can you speak a little bit more about the impact of uh, our children growing up in these single parent homes with just a mama? What that does, you know, we've got a gen- at least one generation, maybe two generations that's grown up like that. And how has that impacted our community? And if there are any problems with it, what do you think we can do to address those? Um, ABC, it's now going on three generations now, since the mid-70s. Okay. okay. That. okay. All right. Go ahead, go ahead D-Dre, you can answer that. Okay. Um, the issue of, of, of as far as... Um, our community where it's at now with the, the absence of the father and, and these female-headed households has been going on since the, the 70s, as he stated. What we have to do or what we should do or one our strategies that we can do to circumvent that or change that trend is that we're going to have to focus on black boys. Uh-huh. We're going the, the key to doing this, if we can change this by creating a through, through social um, programming and, 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 and our culture, we're going to have to focus more on black boys succeeding. We're going to have to focus more on, on sheltering our black boys from situations such as in the educational system. Because, see, that's where the black boy is broken. And so in order for us to, 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 to change that, that t- particular trend, we're going to have to be more involved in making sure that our boys are not misdiagnosed with behavioral disorders. We're going to have to make sure our boys are not being put in special ed. We're going to have to make sure our boys don't have the high rates of suspension and expulsion. See, these are the things that white supremacists do in the form of the educational system that chop off percentages of black boys every year from being effective young men because they can determine by the fourth grade whether or not you're going to be successful or not or how many people are going to be in prison. They know this. And that, by that's by the reading level. The reading level. Yeah, the by the reading level. And, and, and so – they can determine this. And so what we're going to have to do, to me, I feel that 
I really consider now, particularly with COVID-19, which is proven that we can homeschool kids, we can have alternative educational systems that mm-hmm. allow our kids not to be in school. Because right now, let's look at it from right now. When COVID went around, when COVID presented itself, you didn't have black boys being put in juvenile detention because of crimes they did at school. You didn't see kids suspended. You didn't see kids being expelled. You know, you, you didn't you see you didn't see these black boy, young black boys getting in all this trouble and so forth and, and so on. You know why? Because they was at home and they were you know where they were being supervised by parents. And so. The way we can deal with this, the biggest threat is that we're, we, as black parents, we're going to have to be more involved in ensuring education. the education of young black boys and achievement levels so that we, we can get that below 50% to about 60 to 70%. And once we get it into those trends, those those boys that increase that twenty thirty percent increase of in black boys graduating, they're going to go to college. They're going to go to 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 other different um, fields, and they're going to compete. And that's what white supremacy doesn't it doesn't want black men competing. Just mm-hmm. and just like we just alluded to, they're not fearing white women in these uh, black women in these spaces. They're not they're not intimidated or afraid to compete against black women. Yeah, because black women work for them. You know what I'm saying? Black men. You know why, um, Darrell? Because black women have to submit their will on their knees and work for these men, other groups of men. And if they don't play ball, they get the boot. Just as simple as that. But black men, it's a different, hold on, let me finish. Black men is a different animal because now you're confronted with another man. And you know how other men are afraid and intimidated dealing with other men, especially as black men, once you're not doing something right. It's that simple. So I, I know I need to get off here. I just want to – you spoke to the one part about what can be done or, or what we should do as far as, you know, trying to fix things. But can you speak uh, a little bit more about the um, whether or not problem with the single parents? I, 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 um, I had okay, a lot the, of the single parents. Okay. Whoa, wait, 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 just real quick. Well, before you say something, did you repeat what your question says again? ABC, what you just said? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. So uh, I get into arguments, people. People say that there's different kinds of families. This is a different time. It's not such a big deal that we have all these single parent homes, and I think that what? it uh, is. Uh, so could you speak to that? The impact of uh, growing up single, single parent, parent homes. homes. Yeah, how yeah, that I, impacts I, I, our community. I have to ask you a question. Who told you that's not a big deal? Well, I'll say it. Tyrone, Joe, uh, all facts. And what I what this really? I want to be clear about what they said. They're saying that look, you know, look at these. There's other families. Kids grow up. Some of these kids grow up fine. And look at this one. And look at this one. And this one went to school. So they say that you know I'm blowing it out of proportion. And, and I keep talking about it. You need to stop talking about it. It ain't all that. And and what they also say is it's a different time. This is 2020. There's different kinds of families. So no, you know they, they they're dismissing. All right, ABC. Let me end this. Oh, Need you up. I got to get this out. I have to get this out. Let me take my mic on the phone. Listen to me good, ABC, and hear me well, brother. Because you, you're in your 50s. Listen good. Same age town. 
One question I should ask you. Listen good, bro. Does Tyrone have and raise is he is he right now in the house with his children? Raising his children with um wife or whatever. I don't know. His okay, personal. okay. Well, I'll tell you this. Um and Sankofa, I see a message, but I have other people in the line, so you have to wait. Does um Joe have um children? I know he's married, I'm, but I don't think he had children. Remember that? I'm saying honestly, man, I don't know these people's personal life. Okay, so I'm telling I'm telling the business right now, and Tom, he could probably explain if he wants to on this channel, if he wants on the call, if he wants to call up. The point is this. At least on, on Tyrone's sake, yeah, he was raised by a single household, and he turned out pretty fine. But he, did he tell you really why he turned out pretty fine? No. You should know this, Ray. You've been on TRS I mean, for four, three goddamn that. years. Abby, so are you wait, serious? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to give you the answer. Get to ask you went to the military. Oh, 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 I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer. Let him answer. Hold on, ABC. I'm going to answer. I know. I'm going to give you an answer and D-Dress good. You know what saved Tyron? The motherfucking military. If he didn't go to the military, he'd be talking like the rest of these people right now and living the same I'm doing the same for like most of these niggas doing the street right now. You know why? Because the military gives you discipline. 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 Do you get it? Got it? Good. DJ, answer this yeah, question. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 so in regards to the single parent phenomenon in our community, um, what has shown is this, and this is the way we can fix the, the single parent issue is that we're going to have to have more black men being committed to co-parenting. And we have to have an issue, this situation where black females and black men are going to have to quit being in their feelings and living and parenting through the dysfunctional relationship they had before they had children. Because the, the issue that happens is that there's too much animosity between black men and black women about their children due to what caused them to not be together in the first place. Once that relationship is, not, is, is no longer there, we have to get through that and do what's in the best interest of the child, not me get back at you or I'm not going to do this because this is what you did to me. We have to stop thinking like kids and start thinking like parents to do what's in the best interest of the child. And so – in a sense, the problem is that in many situations, our men are not in the households, and we're 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 overextending the females, and and, and the overextension of the female is causing them to have a a disconnect with the young black male, because the black young the young black male is the one that's going to be the the one that's going to be the the culprit of victimization. So again. I'm, I'm going to say that we need to relook at co-parenting between black men and black women, and we have to have more black men being more committed to staying in the home. And also in that, I do think that black men need to be more responsible with vetting the mates that their daughters choose. This is something that used to be a consummate staple in our community. But when black men stopped being, having some say in who their daughters marry, 
and we left it out on them to go and choose Pookie and Ray Ray and whoever, that's why these women are getting pregnant and, and so forth by these guys because our absence has caused them to not give them guidance in choosing the proper mate. There used to be a time where if, if a black man didn't approve of his daughter getting married to a certain person, she wasn't marrying him. Now you got girls running around doing God knows what, getting pregnant by whomever, and nobody caring about the, the, um, the, the, the commitment of marriage or, or even being proposed to. And thus it leads to a, a, a culture of thinking like this brother just talked about, oh, it's different families now. When? What's different? I, I don't see this. I don't see this synonymous with other cultures. What, if, the, if this is different families, why is this not happening in the white community at alarming weights? Why is this not happening in the in the Hispanic community? Why is this not happening in the Asian community? This is only synonymous with black culture because it's dysfunctional. So, I think again, as I stated, it's up to black men. And, and I think that other black men also need to hold black men accountable for not taking care of their children. That goes for family members, friends. We we don't hold our, our men don't hold other black men to be accountable to take care of their families. And we, we need to yeah. hold we need to hold other men accountable. We need these black men returning back to co-parent, and we need to get away from this mess of of trying to, to hold animosity over a relationship that no longer exists. And the child is the one that's being the, the, the one that's going to be hurt at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Excuse me. Appreciate it, Gary. And, and you answered the question quite a bit. Mostly I was just interested in on what's the outcome, what's the consequences of uh, all these single-parent homes. Oh, okay, the consequences. I, I, I can point that out to you. The consequences, okay, no matter if it's a female or male, with a, with a single-parent household is less likely to produce children that are going to graduate from high school. They actually uh, – less than I think somewhere between, depending on the research, anywhere between 30 40% chance of graduating out of high school. Also, a single-parent household puts the female, the little girls, almost 8%, eight times of being physically or, or physically or sexually abused. And for, mm. the males, and, and for the males, it's about three to five times more likely to be physically are sexually abused. So you're saying okay. rape or molestation is the will be the end result if it's only one parent raising, especially if it's just yes, a female? Yes, it, 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 it increases the likelihood of it happening. When you have a father wow. in a home, it greatly decreases. Being, being that a black man in the house provides a safer environment for his children, hands down. And All also, right. not only with that, and this is something else you going to understand, women... Girls who are grew up with a father in the home are more likely to get married. And wow! Not, and not have teen pregnancy. Interesting. I no one has to really talk. Um, D. Durrell, isn't it ironic? And ABC, that it. I want to talk D. Durrell. Anything else? But I appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate the Respect call, man. ABC. Thank you. Isn't it ironic these so-called black men? 
said that they want to get married. They don't think view of gay marriage at all. But they complain about the atmosphere of the community that's already here, that they still facilitate and actually cause when they said they don't want to marry no black woman. Now you put your daughter, which they're going to have daughters, at risk that she might not think of getting married. Yes. The percentages so, go up that she's less likely to get married. So when these dudes talking about pumping and dumping all this nonsense, you actually <laughs> causing more harm than good. And here's deep in. You go outside a community to another community, the behavior is consistent just as well. Imagine that. Yes. What's really been telling these no-good dudes about their religion is no joke, bro. There's no way in hell you're going to fix it if you're going to keep behaving the way you are. And there's too much males, because a lot of them have been underdeveloped, because a lot of them have never seen a man, been around man, never got disciplined. They're carrying the same dusty behavior logic. Not only in this community, but outside the community. That's why when they talk about the divorce rate, that, that same behavior, because a lot of dudes have not been raised by father, that could lead to that, because how he's groomed, how he's conducted himself, what's expected from him, not by the woman, but him, himself, can cause that, because now the system put things in place to help empower women more, especially one dagger was no-fault divorce. And eventually in future streams, I'm probably going to look at that in its entirety, because I hear people talking about but I never look into the bill itself. So I have to look at it and talk about that separate. But, yeah, the, the problems that we face with me, it's only going to be up to us as men to really fix this. And there's not going to be a lot of us. It's going to probably be less of us because a lot of men are not going to get it. I don't expect it to get it. So the ones that's caused the problems, we've got a lot of obstacles to correct this, D-Darrell. Yes, yes, we do. Because a lot of men are even fighting even now about the marriage aspect. Thomas said, you're going to get broke. You're going to take your money. I said, sit your broke ass out. You're not, you're not a millionaire. So you concerned about this one's going to take everything you got. And on the average, you're getting divorced under two years. What's she going to collect? The only thing she's going to collect if she has children is probably a, a cheap child support check. And that can't do crap for the child. Matter for the state would love to take that money and yours and let your committee deprive. Imagine that. That's a real pimp. But anyway, oh, let me. All right, let me. I'm open to Sankofa. Sankofa, I got so many other calls. Um, if it's any comment, please ask it now because the lines actually get busy tonight. So if you want to say, yeah, say your piece. Um, yeah, I just want to highlight. You know what I'm saying? We got to look back on the image of the black family prior to now. You had the uh, Cosby's. You had Fred. You had the. Uh, Fresh Prince, you had The Different World, you had uh, Martin, you had all these shows that put black people in a positive light. After all those shows were discontinued, they started putting, the, the, I guess the European or the Caucasian said, uh-uh, we're not going to give these people a positive image of themselves. Let's give them a negative image of themselves. So that's when you start having these dysfunctional shows. So these dysfunctional shows have been inculcated in the black mind to be dysfunctional. Because when, back in the early 90s, I don't know if y'all are, I'm, I'm old, I'm born in 84, so I just said myself mm-hmm. an OG, OG or whatever. But we had a positive image of the black family. We had, uh, even before I was even born, we had the 70s. Who we had? 227. We had, uh, uh, what was the other show? Uh, Georgia. Good Times. Good yep. Times. We had all the positive images the of Jeffersons. the black family. Go ahead. 
Yeah, we have all those shows. Yeah, 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 the Jeffersons. So my thing is, the reason why black men and black women don't have that same image is because our images have been distorted and destroyed of what the black family looks like. And the European, the Caucasoid, saw that. He saw that, oh, black people started to come back together after this civil rights movement, after this Jim Crow. Black people are still together. Let's let's think of a way to destroy them. Oh, let's give them love and hip-hop. Let's give them... uh, so look at all these dysfunctional shit to basically destroy their minds so they don't love each other no more. So the image of the black man and black woman has been tainted by the mainstream media. You got Facebook, you got Instagram, all these things. You got fans only. Now, black women are disrespecting themselves. Black women don't even see themselves as valuable anymore. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're trying to get the black people to see. That we have that we we have been devalued in this in this little franchise. I'm being interrupted time because I'm hearing yeah. feedback. There's feedback. Oh my god, it's in line. I hear feedback on oh, that yeah. line. I know that. <laughs> Good. All right, continue. So, like I said, the reason why we are in this situation is because we have seen an image, a negative image that is not a – see, the European, the Caucasoid, knows how to control our minds. If they want to put a positive image of black people back on TV, they'll do it. They'll come up with a new family matter. They'll come up with a new Jefferson. They'll come up with a new uh, Fresh Prince. They'll come up with something new, and then black people start believing it. See, that's why, that's why a lot of people call it tell lies vision, telling lies to your vision. You see what I'm saying? So that's why they say we're going to keep this dysfunction going because we don't want these black people to become empowered again. You know what I'm saying? So where's the image? The image is in the past. And, you know, we got we to gotta regain it. And I, I agree with the brother when he said, look, we got to we, we, we put the – because what, what happens was – those shows that we watched as young kids in the 80s and 90s and 70s, 80s and 90s made us want that. Like, oh, I want a wife like Vivian. Oh, I want a wife like Claire Huxtable. Oh, I want a wife like uh, uh, Gina. I want a wife like, so, you know, we, we want it. We strive to live that way. I want to be like Uncle Phil. I want to be like uh, 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 Dr. Huxtable. I want to be a doctor. See, they gave us the image to strive for better, but then they took that away because they knew that was making us powerful. They knew that that was basically in, in uh, giving us motivations to be better, but they don't want us. They don't want that for us. So a lot of people understand. Look at the cause of of, of the of the of the image. Look at the cause of the behaviors in black people in the black society. Don't look at the effect. Address the cause. I, I, uh, Tommy Sotomayor hung up on me because I said, Tommy, you always looking at the effect of things. You're not looking at the cause of things. And we went on a little round. I said, Well, Tommy, have you read the Willie Lynch letter? You know, he hung up on my face when I said the, when I brought the Willie Lynch letter. Why y'all think Thank he Kofa. Yeah, go ahead. For the sake of time, um, I don't mind you going on brother. because I I want to get for you. See tonight, I'm gonna say this: this is the first time in a while that I got the lines filled up, and I'm not sure is and that that's why I kind of respect you, D. Direct, because you know what you bring is a different element. That whatever you're doing right now, brother, I this is my thing. You're going to be very successful. You hear me, brother? Thank because you. people are listening. This is something that needs to be discussed. It's not going to overshadow us about the issues amongst black men, black women, in regards to marriage and relationships. So I uh, thank you for that. Um, Sankofa, I'm going to probably put you on hold. Um, let me see what we're going to It's all good. All right. Anonymous, who's this? Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, uh, Gary? This is, uh, this is Ken. All right, stay right there, Kenneth. What's going on? Is this Arma? Oh, shit, Gary, what's good, man? I'm just checking out the show, man. I ain't got much to tell. I'm going to mute myself. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, let me open one more line. 
Okay. Who's this? Uh, Big, Big J here. Good. All right, Kenneth. What's on your mind? What question you have to ask for Mr. D. Durant, my guest? Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up, D? How's it going, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? All right, all right. Hey, uh, um, I would like to get your opinion on whether or not you think that the nuclear family. Uh, well, first, let me let me say this before I. Uh, um, you understand that what you're saying. A lot of the people that come on here would consider you a coon, right? Just had just had to break that out. But I'd like to get your opinion on. Uh, uh, whether or not you think the nuclear family is uh, uh, a white racist construct that they've implemented to destroy blacks, because okay. that's what I've heard a lot on, on at least on TRS. Okay. Well, the thing about it is what we have to understand, and, 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 and if someone thinks that they have lack of knowledge of what was the – the, the preamble to European ideology and everything that was in Western civilization stemmed from African civilization. So the whole concept of a nuclear family is an Afrocentric idea. And then they, they never had that concept until they saw that in Africa. And then they basically translated that into what it would fit within their own culture. So the nuclear family is, is, is actually the foundation of African civilization. So I, I don't see how, to me, that shows a lack of understanding African uh, history if you were to consider that a part of European culture when they're not the architects of the foundation of what a family looks like. That makes sense. Because in African civilization, you always had one father, mother, and children. That's a constant, even to this day, regardless of colonialism and so forth. The family is somewhat still intact, and that, that's not a European concept, and Europeans learned that from us. Matter of fact, African culture gave that to the world. So I, I, I can't understand why someone would think that's a European construct. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I... I, I... I couldn't agree more. Um, I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm just curious as to you know uh, uh, an actual uh, licensed psychologist. Uh, you know, what your opinion would be? You know, based on what uh, I've heard a bunch of idiots say. So I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Uh, who, who is, Big J. Who is, sorry, sorry. Big J. What's your question? Sorry. Oh uh, well, well do, do you, uh, Darrell, do, 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 you, do you have do you have got some plane tickets? Um. Yeah, I got I got some plane tickets. I definitely got them, brother. Best of USYSBM. I got some goddamn plane tickets for you, and I'm ready to ship you out to Columbia. I'm ready to ship you out to to wherever you want to go. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, man, yeah, man, man, because man, like you, you, your freestyle man was shit. Anyway, man, I was I was singing that song to my damn self all damn day, man. That freestyle you did. Anyway, uh, uh I, I have to agree with you. Then I I have to disagree with you. Um, about what is the problem is though. I think a lot of the baby boomers need to leave leave the conversation. 
because they they want to go back to the time of Leave It to Beaver days <laughs> and so forth. Um, it's it, it, like they think you know some of them have had this chauvinistic. With, 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 with every time, see, like uh, people like Ken and ABC, they misunderstood about the term white. You know, this 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 uh, concept of the nuclear family when. We, we, we like you hear arguments from from the right wing that you know about the nuclear family. They're talking about it in a male chauvinistic way, and that's yeah. why they, that's why Ken and ABC don't seem to understand. And, and and these baby boomers, they need to get out the fucking way. Their time is up. Um, but I do agree agree with you on this one one thing about men should be the focus, boys should be the focus because you know. Uh, Tom, Tom, uh, Dr. Tommy Curry wrote that in the book, Man Not. Um, the white woman by the name of Susan Hoff Summers, she wrote the book, uh, War Boys, and she sits there and talk about this, you know, how, how boys, how the education of boys is being devalued. And part of that, I believe, and, 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 no, and, and, me, and me growing up in the 80s and 90s, um, uh, it, it is. It, it, it has to do with do with the curriculum. A lot. A lot of the curriculum is is not is uh, is a detriment to boys of uh, male students from from kid kindergarten and into higher ed education. Because when I was in college and, and even in high school, you know, the the, the, the uh, curric- curriculum was more female. Skin trick, and not even, and and that's why though you see a lot of women getting all these degrees, and spe- especially in the so-called black community, you have women who are more educated than men, and, and and you can tell you you can tell that women are more educated than men based upon what men talk about, and what in in the vocabulary words men use versus the, the vocabulary words. That black women would say, or women in general would say, in uh, that, and you can look at the vocabulary words and word choice. It show it is it, it, it's, it's so damning that that it, it you know it's that's a symptom, and that's why though a lot that's why you don't see see people getting married. And uh, but one thing though uh, you, you need uh, that needs to be focused on is black male suicide rates. You know, when, with, between the age of 25. The, of the 35, you see, you see up, up, uptick of suicide uh, le- le- levels, and that, that needs, needs to be addressed. Um, you say, well, no, another thing. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that is true, uh, particularly, particularly with um, over the last 15, 20 years, that has been a great increase in black men uh getting because at one time we were one of the lowest groups of people that would get would commit suicide the, the rates are actually still low overall but mm-hmm. the trend the trend is moving at an alarming rate a lot higher than what it should be in regards to black men committing suicide right 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 and see and that, well, and, that and that needs and that needs to be addressed i i think i think i know what the answer of all these problems should, should be, I think I think that we need to revamp the education system, um, uh, change 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 a little bit of the curriculum, and also bring bring a little bit more uh, 
job training in 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 high schools so that men who can't you can't be able you don't have the money to go to college at least they have uh, the skills like plumbing um, uh, electro electro welding what 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 may have you to gain licenses I think the you know when you give men men them, them, them types of uh, uh, skills you don't have to worry about the government you don't have to worry about all this, all, all that other shit. You don't have to worry about Big Booty Brenda. You know, he 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 would give him more choices in life. But anyway, I'm gonna get them plane tickets, Derail. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm out. For you, brother. Thank <laughs> you, the Dominican Republic. You can go. Yeah. All right, Big J. Um, the call number again is seven one two seven seven zero four one six zero. The access code nine one five four one one pound. I repeat, seven one two seven seven zero four one. Six zero X code nine one five four one pound. Tonight's subject: Caring presents. Can black marriage be saved by Dedrell? Actually, my guest Dedrell. Sorry. Um, it's interesting that Big J mentioned about suicide amongst black men. This is my analogy about the suicide now that is slowly climbing, which is not getting any higher, but slowly climbing as time progresses. And I know they're not researchers. How many of these black males that commit suicide are incels, virgins? Have anybody did a little deep investigation on that? Um, what I can see, I, I, I can tell you. Um, actually, to be honest with you, um, most of the guys that, um, as far as them being incels, incels are really it's still from a from a statistical standpoint it's still very low i would say mm-hmm. less than one percent but the issue really the group of men that actually black men are actually committing the suicide are actually gay black men young black gay men that makes sense that makes sense yeah so yeah. that that that's actually the largest group that's actually committing the suicide are are black men who had some level of trauma in, in regards to physical and sexual abuse as a young child um, incels, to me, incels, to me, is a um, social media phenomenon, particularly on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. where a, a lot of these guys conjugate in certain groups and so on because they, they don't necessarily interact effectively in real life. But as far as the yeah. next standpoint, they, they make up a very small percentage of, of, of in regards to suicide. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Before I open the line, another question I want to ask. I met another popular radio podcast slash YouTuber. He did research and found that in regards to people with so-called wealth, I said so-called because black people are different from other groups of people, come to America, that he has found that over 70% of people that are divorced are usually, like I said, have financial issues. But people that got, like, money, resource, and some form of wealth, their marriage rate is, and divorce rate is around 20%. So the underlying, from what he has concluded, said if you're a black man, you're married to a sister, not just anyone, but just sisters, if you want to make sure that she stays and doesn't divorce you, you better be up in that top percent. So that way she don't divorce you at 7% of the rate. 
I'm not sure if you want to agree or disagree on that. Um, it depends on. I think. I, I don't. I, I agree to a. I I, I disagree to a certain mm-hmm. extent. I mm-hmm. think that. Um. See. See. Everybody is putting this number, this magic number, on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it seventy thousand, eighty thousand? What I'm going to say is this. I'm I'm more in line with looking at what is the lifestyle that you're living. Are you living mm-hmm. a comfortable lifestyle? If if she's not in a comfortable lifestyle where she's able to thrive and do things without feeling like she's uh, uh, financially pressured, she's mm-hmm. not going to leave. So, I, but but that number can vary depending on what city you're in and your your lifestyle, how you live. You know, as far mm-hmm. as how much money you spend, how much money you save, there's no arbitrary number that can be this magic number. If I make eighty grand, then that's the magic number of, of financial freedom. Because you can be thir- you can make forty thousand dollars and be debt free, and you can have a hundred thousand dollars and have a million dollars in debt. Those are mm. and, and the incomes are quite different, but the financial environment that you're operating is totally different. So to me, it's about economic comfortability, not necessarily how much money you make. Okay, okay. You know, it goes back to show that keeping up with the Jones with black people is a social construct that's created to let you say you got. If you don't got this, you ain't. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah, thinking and that, that overall. Go ahead. Go ahead. culture. That's copy yeah. from white. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking saying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking that as a man or a woman, you should be able to budget your finance, which we're not really financially literate. Hold on, I hear background noise. Oh, I'm sorry. We are not really financially astute to understand how money really works. So to really put that of a certain set amount is irrelevant if you don't understand how money works. And I never harp too much about financial literacy like I should. I don't push it too much. Um, I feel if you're going to be in a relationship and you're marriage, you know, everybody should be productive. You know, um, wherever status you are, you always try to say if you could do a little better, a little more, you know. You have to break your back, but there's ways to really skin a cow. And with this economic situation, a lot of people are going to be struggling, you know, because what the society is doing now, Diderot, is they're shedding the middle and only having the top and lower. But this has always been in history. People forgot that the middle class was just a credit construct for the last seventy years. Well, before early of the twentieth century, where people people were like top and low. So to find that there's always going to be that middle, you live in illusion. It doesn't exist in history, and it will not sustain in the near future. So the best thing you could do as a person is to put yourself in a good position financially. You know, um, how you do that? That's totally up to you. You know, some people could work more than one job. But I feel if you don't know, understand how money really works, no matter how much I was putting, you're still going to be under. Because it comes to a point, you know, a check and check and residual income is good, but how you use it, how you go empower it and use it for your best ability to better your position in life is always determined on how much knowledge you know what to do with this paper dollar bill. That's my saying that. Now, okay. I see some other people calling. Let me answer this. All right. 
Who's this? Hey, Gary's Big O.C., man. Hey, them Big O.C., you have a question? Yeah, 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 I do. Um, with, the, with going back to a statement you just made recently about, um, mm-hmm. you know, financial literacy, right? The brother Sankofa, I believe, was on the line talking about, you know, what we watched and what we seen on TV as far as uh, uh, the Cosby show, you know, Different World, all these different shows we watch and the positive influences, right? But mm-hmm. when, when, you know, as now that I'm older, right, we, we get older and we should look back and reflect on what we watched as children and look at it different, right? Yes, the images were positive, but were they um uh, uh did 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 many black people ever get the opportunity to see that uh played out in real life right and and at the same time were 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 those things really what black people were striving for or were we just looking to be entertained right because what i understand is what i understand now that i'm older and i'm looking at it is oh we were being marketed to we can speak as they showed us positive influences and things like that. But at the same time, when I think of Martin and I think of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think of fashion, uh, uh, style, music, things like that. I don't, I don't, I don't see necessarily the, 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 the Uncle Phil being the lawyer and, and, and the mom being this. It was more of other things that were more, important in my childhood coming up watching those shows. So I I just I just we can look now and see where black people are as far as money is concerned and we can see that there's not many Huxtable families out there that exist. And and I I, I just like to keep it real because I, I don't know if sometimes we I'm not gonna say necessarily romanticize but but mm-hmm. we speak about we speak about a time when, when I guess black people were doing, you know, everything correctly. And, and, you know, a lot of us just have our upbringings to look at and the people around us when we grew up and I didn't grow up around any Huxtables on no level at no time. So I I just, I just sometimes want to make sure we're not looking at movies and and scripts and things that are written and, and believing that they're trying to speak to us in a way that they're trying to be positive and uplifting because I, I believe there's other things behind that because those weren't all black writers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those weren't black advertisers. Those weren't black uh, studios. There weren't black CEOs that were producing, you know, a, a lot of these shows, you know, all the time. They're white so Jewish I, people. I, I know. I know. Right, so I, I I try to sit back and say, I'm not looking at that for the message that they're necessarily trying to broadcast me, because what they're trying to broadcast to me out of being black, and, and that's where I lead into when you guys were talking about black men and white women, and, and my question is, do do you believe that as black men try to become better and their 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 income? becomes better and they're moving up a ladder that white women kind of open 
would open more doors for them. Um, I'm not, and I'm not saying they may not be in love with that person or they may not function well with that person, but I'm saying in their minds or, or is it a, a fact that more doors would open for them on the path that they're on potentially than being with a black woman? Mm-hmm. And that's my and and, 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 and and yeah, and some of that's based on think about the lives we live. Some of those boys you said growing up with those single moms, they watched a lot of Young and the Restless, uh, uh, One Life to Live, All My Children, and really all you seen on there was white women, right? Mm-hmm. So as a kid, you, you can see depending on the demographics you live in, why some men would look at that white woman and kind of understand. Uh, at the same time, along with if the Cosby show influences us, then um, who's the boss? And, and motherfucking uh, 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 that broad on there influences too. Uh, all those white shows that we also saved by the bell, those also influences too. Niggas were looking at Kelly. Niggas were watching 90210 looking at Donna. You feel me? So I'm, I'm just asking, and you can a- answer the question. And, you know, thanks for uh, bringing me on, Gary. All right, thank you. So, so, okay, so so what he's talking about is the powerful social programming of of the of media. There's a brother um, book that I read. Um, the brother name is Malife Ashanti. Um, mm-hmm. I used to read his books in the late nineties. He's a um, is he from uh, New Jersey? Mafutu Ashanti. What's the book? What's the book? What's the book called? I probably could remember who you're talking about. Uh, the uh, the it's called the the influences of of racist psychotechnology or something like that. Psychotechnology. Oh, I know you're talking about K. F. Ashanti. An elder from North Carolina. Yes. Chaos, yeah, I had him as guest two almost okay. three years ago. Yeah. So, so Ashanti, uh, and I read this book years ago. And so, what, what what this book talks about is how we can be socially conditioned through entertainment, music, movies, and so forth. And what he's talking about is like, yeah, if we had we did have those positive influences of the Cosby Show. Uh, a, uh, a different world, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, and things of that sort, and add some, and you know, other other different um, positive. Um, what's that guy named Rock? Um, uh, you know, show and so on. But mm-hmm. also, there were a lot of white shows that shaped our perspective on what beauty is supposed to look like right. from our women, how it is supposed to function, and so. These shows condition, condition black men to value the beauty of other women. Mm-hmm. And that's why in the black community we have colorism and things in which our women attempt to mimic the – because at the same time, black girls are also influenced by that also, and they begin yeah. to, the, to mimic the, what they consider the standard of beauty of, of the majority culture. Mm-hmm. So through that occurring – we we create a situation in which we're not loving ourselves for being our natural selves. 
And so we began to subconsciously want women of the majority culture and not value the beauty of our own women. And so what that encompasses is that, particularly when he talked about black men seeking that there's opportunities. Well, the opportunities are superficial. What the black man is seeking is refuge from racism. And and we subconsciously think if I connect myself with whiteness, it can somewhat shield me from racism. Unfortunately, yes. unfortunately, from a historical standpoint, that's not the case. You're actually just as likely, or if not more, to receive racist uh, interaction and, and, and comments just as anyone that's in a homogeneous, racially homogeneous relationship. But when you get into those communities, just like the brother from Kentucky, the DA from Kentucky, who had who married a white woman, and everybody at the at the at the um, at his wedding was was white. None of his black family was there. Mm-hmm. They give you the illusion of inclusion from a psychological standpoint. They give you an illusion that you made it, the illusion that you're part of white society. But the minute that you do something that they don't like, they will remind you that you're black. And for some reason, as African people, we haven't learned from the historical um, outcomes of that type of behavior. We tend to think that, you know, we're, we can be that Negro exception that mm-hmm. gonna, it's going to be different. And then it could be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. But the event of history shows that at some point the longevity in that is not going to work there is going to be a racial situation that will occur that's going to make you think back twice of what you've done. And so, again, it goes to psych, and that's the notice. That's why it's called programming, because it's there to try to program you to think a certain way. All all art imitates reality, and then reality imitates art. Indeed, so. indeed, indeed. And another thing with programming, um, and I'm not sure if you could answer this, but a lot of women, because they use channels just like the men, they keep harping on what the decision the black man makes. Like he is, from their understanding, that he is operating outside of natural law and natural nature, that other species are supposed to interact with the same in their own clique. But this is my thing. In regards to us as people, it's not the case in that matter because you've been bred it and programmed to think opposite to your natural state of mind. So regardless of how nature dictates, the mind could be influenced and controlled to go outside of what is natural to natural law of nature. That's been proven by these people. They've been experimenting with us for centuries, and they found something that is constant work to keep us controlled mentally. So when I hear women make this statement that, you know, why black men chose other women besides them, because you look at yourself as a counterpart that you're a program as well. And one way to destroy the program is going to take either one or both to really shut off the program altogether and reprogram the ones that's coming up on you. Because if you keep sending your children to school, keep putting it in front of television, 
either tablet or phone, and let them keep getting psychologically abused or what we call molested through their programming, what outcome you you expect from your black boys once they become adults? And now what you've seen that with the black women now, the media is working twice hard to get you programmed to accepting their men. So if you think that being programmed is not the result of why we think the way we do, you are sadly miseducated, like the side wants you, and you're going to fall into the traps. You understand, D. Durrell? True. So I'm not sure why when women feel that, that everything's wrong with a Batman. Yeah, we did drop the ball, but you got to understand, as long as these boys are being programmed, and you as a mother or a father not doing anything to push back the program, or we as collective try and create institutions to combat the program that's already existing in us mentally, then the only thing you're going to get is the same outcome. Insanity is the rule order of what they call white supremacy. And Ms. Williams said best, for a race to operate the way they have to do, you have to be completely backwards. People don't understand what yeah. back, it's not just turning back, backwards in it all its entirety. Backwards in you think, backwards in your behavior, and backwards in your actions. Until you get that really in control, which we could control now because now a lot of children are not going to school like that in certain states like that physically. Yeah. You got to take the responsibility as a mother because most of y'all are raising these children that what, what outcome you want for your sons and daughters, especially your sons? Are you raising a new back or are you trying to raise someone that's going to compete and eventually what they call quote-unquote overthrow, if there's such a term? The choice is, is yours. It's not with these people because these people are going to continue doing what they're doing. And you, all you're going to do is going either going to be a part of that program or not. And black, and black people don't have the courage to say, no, I'm not going to follow this program. So Exactly. We have to have the fortitude to, to – we can't just seamlessly fall in line with white supremacy. We have to push back on stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have okay, to. this one, this one I'm going to do, um, because I have one more question, but I'm going to open these last two call lines. Y'all guys, if you have a question, I'll write that. But if it's a comment – Keep it short, if you can. So I'm open two lines. You, Sankofa, and Joshua. Yeah, guys. Hello. Yes. If you have a comment and question, either or, try to keep it very short, if you can, please. Yeah. You hear me, Gary? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. You yeah, know, I I wanted to uh, say to the uh, um. To counsel on the phone, I, I want to say the part uh, he he made a statement about. He said that black women were the most loyal. I mean, now this is I'm, I'm gonna bring a little bit of my personal opinion. I'm, I'm making this quick. Um, mm-hmm. um, who is she loyal to? Because when you said to me, uh, a, a black man like me, I said, well, who is she loyal to? Because she's not loyal to the the, the uh, Matthews of the black community, and she's and she's loyal to. The 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 uh, the the poop hooks of the the black community, you know, just in that sense. So and I, and, and, and for me, I think I always gotta be careful when I hear people say that. I, I gotta think, well, damn, well, who is she loyal to? Because if you talk to brothers, say quote like me, they have a whole different perspective on that. Go, well, who, who is she loyal to? So 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 um, you know, because if she's not being loyal to 
the pookie, I guess, I, I, I kind of hate to say that term. I kind of hate to say that term, but if she's not being little to the knuckleheads, she's not being little, I, I know she's not being little to, to, to the brothers who, who want to go, who are talking about these type of things, go, go to college, who, who is not walking around with his pants off his ass, et cetera, all these different things. And then, again, if you, if you take a certain uh, demographic of black women who are in college, she most definitely ain't paying attention to, to either because her ideal is looking at white men from the start. So I'm, 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 what I'm saying, when you say she's the most loyal, I, I disagree with you. But, again, we're entitled to have that opinion. But, again, can you explain why you're saying she's the most loyal? She, she is the, the most loyal statistically because she's the least likely to, to date out from an interracial perspective. White, black women don't want to date outside of their race. They they date outside of their race less than seven percent, as the as opposed to black men dating out about thirty to thirty five percent. That's a that's a that's a huge difference. And, right. and the issue the, the issue is not the fact of the issue is that she's the issue of black woman is not that she's not loyal. The issue with the black woman is that she's she doesn't know how to pick a good man. That's the issue. The black woman. Mm-hmm doesn't have the guidance of a black father raising her to to know what a good black man looks like. That's the reason why guys like you talking about yourself are being overlooked because she's been programmed, as we've been talked about, to look at other people that are glamorized through media and music and so forth as being the it guy to be with instead of looking at, the guy that keep his nose clean has a job who's consistent who's 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 um going to treat her properly and for some reason the good the good stable guy has been overlooked and has been seen as being boring that's an issue in the black community it's mm-hmm. not that she doesn't have loyalty it's the fact that she doesn't understand the vetting process or what is a good man she, she the black woman has been programmed to think that the thug and and the, the exciting guys, the jock, and all these guys that are not that are not going to make great fathers and be responsible husbands, are the it thing to to, to date and be with. And the guy that's, you know, the the, the guy that makes forty, fifty, sixty grand or whatever has a, has a decent job. He he, you know, he he has no debt. You know, he he does everything correct. Don't have a clean. He doesn't have a a record. No felonies and all of this other crazy stuff. That guy has the hardest time because that guy is not valued in the community. No, no, he's and, not. And, and no. again, until until we glo- until we began to glorify these guys, because the bottom line is, um, white men, white women look at those guys. White yeah. women know them. White white women picking them every day. So yeah. how, how is it that white women are choosing these men that black women are overlooking, and black women uh, don't understand that those are the guys they need to be with? I tell you what. I tell you what. Let me say one thing, Gary. Let me say one more thing, so I can get off the line. The, the, the part about when you say statistically, they show that. You know what? I I still think that that statistic is skewed. Because black women do a lot of dating with white men. I, I tell you, I spent thirty eight years in California, bro. They don't, bro. And and the, they don't. no. Yeah, but I'm no. saying I've I've seen a lot of black women dating no, white bro. men. Not, now, 
I don't all right, what, what, what all right, all right. All right. Oh, hold on, let me say this, Yashua. Hold on, let me let me answer this, Yashua. Cause I know you brought this question from my other guests a few shows back. I'm be honest with you, Joshua. Let's be good. We don't count. Let's be good. Okay. Wait, hold on. We don't count date. Hold on. We don't count dating in regards to women, what women do. I always count. And this is me as a man. Are you married? If you're not married, all you're doing is fucking sucking. End of story. Yeah, you could have the option to date them, but unless that man gives you that ring and last name, that's when the line really shows something to me. Yeah. I don't go by dating because dating, a lot of people date every day, but unless it's something more serious, long-term, and actually legally, it's bullshit, bro. I'm saying right now. Well, unless you see these, date, no, 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 no you're you're asking, unless you see these women right, I, in, your, I, I in, in California you with ring. Dating, Gary, that's why I said that. Gary, that's, he said dating. That's why I said that. He said dating. So I'm only going by what he's saying. He's saying dating, so I said, which of that statistic? Even, even dating, they don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's wow. why I asked you where, where you live, because where you live may be indicative of the culture where you're from. They may do that. I mean, because mm-hmm. if, if, I, I'm going to say this. If you look at the West Coast and the Northwest, like like Washington, California, yeah. Arizona, yeah. Nevada, yeah, you're going to see black women more prone but when you go into the south and the east coast, no. Midwest, no. That's, that's not the culture there. Especially the south. Black women are not dating these white men. They're not dating Asians. They're not dating um, these men. They're not. I mean, it's just a reality. I mean, I can show you research time and time and again that's going to prove that. Because if they're dating them at such a high rate, why are they not marrying them? The dating will have some reflection of who they marry. It's only seven percent. The date, the marriage is indicative of who you date. There's a correlation that that's that's there. The dating is a bridge to marriage. I mean, yes, you may see in 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 your state or in your city, black women choosing these guys and doing all that stuff. But you know what? They may be dating them. They're not getting married, and, and, and that's only within that state. But if you go to the south, particularly the south, you go to the Midwest, East Coast, you're not going to see that. You're just not. I mean, it, it's just not. It's just not. They're not choosing these men. They're not. They, they, I mean, I know that may be difficult to grasp, but from, from as a whole, from a nationalistic standpoint, they're not dating out like that. They're really not. They have the lowest, this has been for the last 50, 60 years since we've been out of de- uh, segregate, desegregation, been, been integrated. Black women have consistently, besides white, black men and white women are the lowest group. I mean, I'm sorry, black women and white men are the least likely groups to marry and date outside their race. What? The highest wow. is the highest. The highest is actually um, Asian, Latin, Asian women, because Asian women love white men. Asian women, yeah. white women, Latino women, black mm-hmm. women are last. That's yeah. that's 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 what the that's what the, what the statistics say. All right, all right, Yashua. I got to next line, um, Yashua. Is that good? Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. Appreciate it. I was, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, thank you, Kofi. You're my last call. What you got, bro? And try to keep it short, yeah, if, possible, um, if, possible, I'll, if possible. I'll keep it short. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a quick comment, Gary, uh, to the brother. Uh, in the South, they are actually black women are dating more men, white men in the South, especially here in Texas. When you go down to Austin and San Antonio, you go down to Sixth Street, that's all you see a, 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 a self-hating oh, yeah, again, black woman. I'm, I'm in Texas too, brother. Yes, you're right. In Austin and San Antonio, you know why? San Antonio is San Antonio's majority Hispanic. Austin is 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 very very diverse. But I I bet you don't see that in Houston. I bet you don't see that in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, and and those and, and Houston uh, down is, is far far well, more. Houston alone has more has more people than both both of those two cities combined. True, but like when you uh, well, in the, like the sub areas like Irving, Grand Prairie, uh, yeah, you don't really see it in Fort Worth or Dallas, but you do. It's starting to it's starting to climb. Even in East Texas, you're starting to see that a little bit, like in Tyler or Beaumont, and you're starting to see it like kind of rise a little. I'm like, cause, you know, I remember we've been Nacogdoches, and I'm like, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> you know where they come from? But see, a lot of those interracial uh, dating, uh, interracial couples, you see, they're inserts though. So that's what we got to understand. They're inserts. So you're right about the South. The people originally from the South are not dating outside the relationship, but you got inserts from like California, uh, the West Coast, and some like the Northeast, like Washington, and all that. They're inserting this shit. So it's making it look like the South is doing it more, but it's actually the insert. So I kind of agree. I, well, I do agree with what your, your perspective. So we just need to let them know, like, if like somebody do visit, like, the Austin, San Antonio area, Dallas-Fort Worth, when you see that, those are inserts, really. Those are people that are implanted here. And, and one other thing, you got to understand, um, Sankofa, you dealt with a woman that is not actually an ADO black woman. You're dealing with someone as a foreign. Foreign women are going to mess around with non-black men. It is evident. But a lot, of them, a lot of them say they, they hate white men. A lot of them, I've been told, that, you know what I'm saying, they hate white men, you know. Who, you mean foreign, foreign blacks from Africa? You know, from, from what I dealt with, yeah. They're lying to you. I mean, African Bro. women, African women, um, depending on what their background is, I mean, I mean, a lot of them, I'm going to be honest with you, there are a lot of Nigerian women that love dating white men. Exactly. Um, it depends on the family and the culture, man. But but uh, what I can say from what I've seen from African women, African a lot of African women make good wives. Uh, and they have their culture. If their culture is intact, you know, it all depends. To me, I look. I, you can tell a good African woman by the family and her dad. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, especially if she... To me, the best African women to date are not the ones that 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 have actually been raised here as a child. The exactly, best ones that actually came here in, as like in college or high school, where they had their, mm. their African culture ingrained in them from the co- from 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 the continent for most of their life, and it just so happened that they're transitioning mm. to the United States because in Houston we have a lot of Nigerians and Ghanaians and and, and so on. Uh, you know that that live here, and what I found is that many of them that that say they 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 grew up here in that like let's say let's say fifteen on up as a mid teenager on up to a, about to be in adulthood, that their culture is 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 greatly ingrained in them. See, when you get one that's a female grew up here with five, six, seven, eight years old, 
they're going to be Americanized by the time they 18 years 18 old. 18 years old, yeah. Yeah, because they're still true. fresh true. mentally. Yeah. That's why it's better they come out when they're teenagers because they still have all the training necessary from their culture. And yeah. it, always, it goes back to, again, and I know I dealt with some people that's foreign here. Where I'm at. Y'all just that, think about them. I'm sorry. <laughs> because <laughs> think, think, think about this. Think about this. It's a different experience once they come here at teenagers or close teenagers than when they come here as kids because now you're going to be ingrained in the Eurocentric American de-educational system. And remember, the education system is the rule of order of programming. Besides television or anything else, is what they teach you is going to stay in your head forever. Like the old Russian, I think his name Vladimir said, give me a child at six and then I'll have them forever. The younger, the better. Is that good, Sankofa? Is that all the question asked? Y'all just made me think about something, but, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. You Thank, you, Thank you, Sankofa. Thank you, Sankofa. Thank you. All right, oh, oh I, I see Greg. Let me see what Greg wants. Greg, I'm open your line. Uh, what you want, Greg? What's going on? I, I'm, no, I like I'm trying. I, I, mm-hmm. You know, forget it. I, I don't even like your attitude. I'll just listen. No, 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 no. Ask your question because, you know, it's a little late in the show. But if you have some important, please, I want to hear. Go ahead. No, you don't. You just say, what do I want? And I'm late. You're going to cut me off in 20 seconds. No, there's no, there's no oh. cut off. Greg, just get to the point, please. Please. So don't, don't start that. <laughs> All right. Well, you're talking about the Africans, right? How they uh, assimilate in the culture? Well, have you listened to the early part of the show? Um, this is staying with marriage in its entirety. Yeah, I was. I, 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 okay. I thought that one brother was off the mark a little bit. Okay. About um, women, man, they all get a little bit sketchy, you know, when the money gets funny. Because, you, know, you know, women, they like their comfort and security. You know, and when you lose your job and your money's not right, they all freak out, they all freak out a bit, some more than others. But that's just natural. That's how women are. That's how they're wired. You know, and one more thing the brother said I, I kind of I disagree with is that, you know, sharing your problems with women in the marriage is, is not a very good idea because women, how they're wired, they look at men through strength and weakness. That's how they view us. Weakness, strength. That's it. So when you that's just how they are. I'm, you know, it's just how women are. We don't don't try to understand them. I'm just telling you how they are. From my, my you know, well, I know about them. So when you're talking to a woman about your problems, or even talking about racism, discrimination, white supremacy, I would advise brothers to not even discuss that kind of shit with, with your wife, because it shows you in a weak position as a comparison to white men. So I don't even discuss that kind of shit with my wife because I know that's how she's going to view it. It's how, kind of how women are. That kind of stuff you discuss with your boys, your partners. But don't ever talk about racism, discrimination, you know, that kind of shit with, with your wife, ever. I just said you just, you have to hold your nuts on that one and just not, not go there with her because it's going to show you in a weak position compared to other men. It's kind of how they are. Um, and I just thought the brother was giving him just a little bit of device, which wasn't very good. Um, 
as far as the marriage, as, as far as the wife kind of freaking out, you know what? Uh, if you if you don't mind my opinion, if you're going to get married, and you, you need to put up a little bit of money, you know, maybe two months worth of rent, or you know, try to have a thousand, a couple thousand in the bank. So, you know, if something happens, man, you aren't freaking out like the next week. You got to have a little bit of cushion. It's just it's just lowers your stress level. Having even even five hundred dollars, even a couple thousand in the bank, you know, it's just. It's just it's just better to have that. Don't be living paycheck to paycheck. Just put put some money up, man. You know, and in case shit shit happens, mm-hmm. you get fired. You know, you know, you get into one of the white boys on the job because that shit happens. I've, I've gotten fired. You know, going off on one of my fuckers. Uh, you gotta have some money put up for him. You know, that's all I wanted to say. Um, you, know, you know, but you know, but you know, another uh, thing, brother. You know, nobody nobody yeah. knew that this was gonna happen as far as like the COVID nineteen thing. But oh, you know, stay cover, stay cover, stay cover. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to go back and forth because the time is short. That'll be leaving for the after hour. Um, mm-hmm. Dr, you want to answer that to what um Greg said? I mean, um, I think I think for the most part, I mean, I hear what the brother's saying. You know, uh, he made good points. I mean, um, really, I don't have any more feedback. It won't be any more different. It, is, it won't be anything that I didn't say already. So, yeah. all right, cool, cool. But I all do right, agree guys. with. Oh, 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 one more thing, man. I'll, I'll be brief. The uh, brother was talking about sisters switching up. Sisters do switch up. I see it all the time at the grocery store. I'll be behind some white boy. She's all, how you doing? You know, chatting it up. I get there. I get stone cold silence from the motherfucking sisters, man. I mean, it's the statistics don't Yeah. And I don't give a fuck what you say about that. Sisters switch up on white boys. I see it all the time. They switch up. But the problem is they can't, and, and they can't do it forever. Situations. What? Anecdotal situations. As a whole, that's not the case. What do you mean not the whole? I'm telling you, it's, it's just my anecdotal. You know? Anecdotal mean is is just yeah. it's only significant to a, a specific situation. It doesn't make up the majority of, of the situations when you look at black women no, as, as, as totality. I would disagree because majority is fifty one percent. Well, the, the research. Hold on, let me answer the question. Okay, let me answer. Let's take this to the after uh, hour. Look, I got a question yeah, about I mean, this. That, well, the, the first hold thing, on, man. Hold on, guys. Yeah, guys. go ahead. My opinions are just my fucking opinions. That's it. They're nobody else's. All right? If you disagree, well, fuck it. But they're, they're my opinions. And I've seen it. I'm in my 50s now. I mean, you're giving your opinion, but I'm what? going I'm going by research. It's not my opinion. Okay. 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 I don't know what what, what, what percentage of, of black folks are overweight. But when I go to the mall, the majority of black people I'm a black, are overweight. I don't need to go to a study to see that. I can see that visually. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Okay. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. You don't? I don't see it. No, I don't. So you're telling me that you don't think more than half, I'm putting black men in, more than half of black folks. You, 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 you use an analogy. I, I'm, I'm speaking directly about black women dating interracially. I'm going by research. We all know 80% of black women are overweight. We know that. 20% of black women, according to BMI, which to me you, have, you also have to factor in the, the fact of the measurement that is used, which is actually a, a, a European measuring stick of, of, of what's a healthy weight or not. So, I mean, you have to also take that into account if you want to look at BMI as being a measuring tool in regards to who's obese and who's not. No, I don't. I'll tell you why. I don't have to do that because I grew up in the 70s, and black women were not that fat in the 70s. So I don't, I don't need that shit, okay? 
My vision. Okay. I like, I like, I like a woman too. That's a food issue. Think I'm beautiful. It's just a fact, bro. When I grew up in the seventies, I didn't see that many. Uh, I didn't see teens that are fat. You know, in middle school, girls are fat as shit. Black, you know, black women are fat. Black men are fat. I mean, we're fat. We're a fat race. I mean, I see it all the time. So, Greg, let me ask you one question. Greg, let me ask you one question. And second, I'm just gonna put you on the on the hold for a second because I got to wrap this up. Um, So, Greg. You said during the 70s you didn't see a whole lot of overweight people, particularly black women, when you were a boy or going as a teen in the 70s. Am I right? Yeah, we saw more like the older women were fat. But, uh, uh, that's the old one. But now, yeah. go ahead. So now we go into the 80s. You see a, yeah. a trend starting to develop, right? I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a trend yeah, in the 80s. 80s so uh, now we 80s, have to go yeah. to the cause and effect. What has happened to our food going on up to the end of the 70s? Well, what happens is they put growth hormones in the food, and we eat a lot of fast food. And not only hormones, they also put sugar. And we all know starch and sugar is the leading of fat that will cause heart disease, diabetes, all that, that plays in the health of not only black people, especially black women, but Americans in general. Yeah. So if we're going to really be honest about this thing about the weight pound of our community, we got to be honest and know saying the one of few facts, do we control the food in this country? Do we produce our own food as black people? Answer is no. So that means you're eating food that's already produced and made by other people. And we already know this country is heavily a capitalist system to know, say, if I poison you by the food, you're going to go to the hospital, you're going to pay these bills, you're going to buy my medicine, and you're going to die prematurely. That's the rule so order of capitalism. Well, I, I, now, I disagree with a lot of things. Now, now, hold on. So, 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 yeah. so, let me stop. So I'm always saying this because the, worry about the fat issues of – yeah, a woman should really caution with the weight and lose the weight because they should not do it just for the look good, but they should do it for health concerns because the obesity rate is not going to change in America. I hear too much rumors now saying that now even they, they come up with a vaccine, it might not be effective because people are weight. So I always ask this question if this is true. What is America doing about the obese rate of Americans? No one can never answer that question. You know why? Because they don't want to fix the problem. They only deal with the, the, um, the illness already and want to perpetuate by patching the problem. They don't want solutions. So the only thing a U.S. black person, man, woman could do in this environment, and I'm dead serious about this environment, is you're going to have to take control of your food <coughs> and only take care of your take control of your own food, but you're going to have to really take a conscious effort to do more exercise. Because what you notice now with technology, it's going to make you more dependent and lazy than ever. And that's just the honest truth and fact, regardless how you view it or not. Now, um, Diderot, um, you could say something. I'm going to open this last line. I mean, I, I hear what the brother is saying. Hey, Jay. Um, I'm Jay. I want to see Hey, what's Go going ahead. on? Go ahead. I'll let him finish. Go ahead. So I hear what the brother is saying um, in regards to things and obesity and so forth. I mean, regardless of what measurement stick, I mean, as a race, we are an unhealthy people because we still eat a slave diet. And until mm-hmm. we get off that slave diet, <laughs> um, we're going to continue to be overweight. And 
an issue uh, to me, I think that the thing that we can do to combat that is we we actually don't have a culture of exercise in, in the black community. I mean, our males, for the most part, exercise through playing sports. If it wasn't for p- playing sports and things of that sort, black men would be at an alarming rate of, of being obese too. And that's exactly and that's, that's what actually keeps our boys from not because we actually have a high participation rate as far as playing and playing sports and stuff like that. That actually keeps the the percentage down. But we don't have a real um we don't have a culture of exercising and staying fit. L- look at the black church. <laughs> the black church is 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 the way you see the images of the black church, you see women in there overweight. They cooking stuff that's not good for you. These family cookouts, eating all this greasy, high cholesterol stuff for holidays and so forth. We have a culture of overeating. This is the bottom line, and we and, we, and we're eating every every part of the pig, and we we need to get away from the slave diet. That's 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 what I have to say. If we did that, we would see our women a lot more healthier looking and 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 better shaped. Well, it's funny because of, well, what what uh what he said earlier, um, Gary, that as a whole, America has a food problem. It's an obese country. If you start going to places around the world. They'll say Americans like to eat. They don't say black people like to eat too much. Or I mean, I see fat white people, fat Hispanics, fat Asians, but for the most part, maybe more of uh, whites, Hispanics, and blacks that might be overweight in certain areas. But I don't see it. I think people are exercising more than ever in this time than ever now, and and more health conscious. Than ever, they're they're getting on that road. It's already happening. Um, I see in in the urban community opening up more health type of places, health food. Um, you know, uh, vegan places. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, places where they sell smoothies and things like that. <clears throat> more in the urban community than than ever before. Because before, I, I never used to see stuff like that. Now. What what would you say when is uh, when you talk about uh, 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 African women being here and not being raised here? Um, that means that when they come here uh, or any woman here Americanized, it's a bad thing, right? So I just say, and not to say that 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 is or isn't, but some people might say that um, or, or one or the other. But I wanted to go in and say, well. What do you say to women that say, well, black men are too Americanized and they're not like the African man and they're not, they're not the way they should be? What, what, what is the argument for that? Because we want our women to be more uh, submissive or more cultural from the roots of where they come from, foreign places. We don't want them to be Americanized too much, right, because of the culture here in America, which might be good or bad in whatever way you want to look at it. But what do you say to those women that say, well, you know what, black man, you have been Americanized. 
or, or whatever other nationality that's here, that 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 they're looking at the the traditional way of what they used to do and how they do it, and they say, well, you know what, you too Americanized, you need to sh- shape up. What do you think about that? Okay. Um, the b- black black culture itself has been bought into uh, Western civilization. I mean, so um, I think the blame go both in both ways. I mean, we we have adopted things in Western culture that have been a hindrance to us as a people. And until we learn to self-identify and stop copying what other people are doing, then we will see a change and shift in how we function as a people. And a lot of that Americanization stems from self-hatred because of our historical position in this country. So the blame can go both ways, but we both, we both whether you're black male or black female, we, we all have to work on that. It's not one more than the other. It, 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 it is entrenched in our um, culture on both, in both genders. Right. I mean, okay, so man, it, it goes show. both ways. All right. Good show, Gary. It's deep stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, um, Jay. Now, my final question, Diderot, to wrap all this up. This sure. is a very good um, show. In regards to the marriage aspect amongst us, or let's say better, what can black couples do now, whether they're in a relationship or in a marriage, in regards to healing the problems that they have with one, it, one another? What black couples can do to heal in a marriage? Yeah. Yeah, either okay. marriage or they're in a relationship. What they could do, steps they could do to better get a better outcome so they have okay. a better chance of, I guess, keeping the relationship going or keeping the marriage intact. Okay. What what steps or solutions? The, 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 things, the things that I think that black, black couples can do to have a longer, long-term relationship or have a more productive or have longevity in a relationship is to improve communication, initial communication. And what I mean by that is that black couples bullshit too much in the beginning of, of a of a of the relationship in the dating process. We we waste too much time trying to do activities and worrying about sex and stuff without trying to see learning the value system of the person they're trying to be with. That's why you hear a lot of black couples complain, well, when I first dated him, he wasn't like this, but then three months down the line, I didn't know he was like that. Well, if you were more serious about the initial vetting process, you wouldn't waste all this time. And so we, 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 don't, we, we focus too much on trying to make a, a great impression. We focus too much on, you know, doing activities, going the, the dating process of going out to eat, you know, having fun, all the fun stuff, but in, which is fine, but we don't focus on dealing with the long-term values and the long-term behaviors and the long-term tangibles that will actually uh, produce a successful relationship. And I think that that's an issue because we, we BS too much in the first few months instead of, you know, damn, is this person really marriage material? 
is this person really somebody I really would, would have children with? You know? Because there are a lot of people, yeah, they may be cool to date, but they horrible. It's for, they'll make a, a horrible husband or a horrible wife. But, but they, yeah, that short-term fun is great, but is this person going to be someone I can be with for the long term? And we don't do that. We too focus on fun, recreational shit, you know, sex, which is great. That's fine. But we don't look at the consequences that come of that later on. The other thing I look at is that as a man, and this is for the men, we have to dictate early on what kind of what 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 your intentions are for this woman. Quit wasting your time. If you know this woman ain't for you, just let her go. Move on. Don't don't go into this thing where you, you're creating situations where you're misleading this woman to think she's it and you constantly having sex with her, and then she's this bitter black woman because of you lying and misleading her. And our community is full of bitter black women who felt that they were taken advantage of or misled by black men. Part part of that is their fault, but also part of that is actually black men's fault. And as far as for the women's side, for women, you have to understand that black men are in a unique, precarious situation in American society. You cannot compare black men to white men. You cannot expect black men to do what white men do. You cannot expect, you cannot judge the manhood of black men as opposed to that of white men because we have certain historical circumstances that no other group of people have. And so if we can some way bridge that together where we have that understanding, you can have more fruitful relationships, more steadfast relationships. You won't have these bitter, broken people going from one relationship to another, what you're going to have is people that have a certain respect for one another, even though it doesn't work, then they move on to somebody else. And and so we don't carry all of this negative and toxic stuff from one relationship to another. And therefore, you can increase the likelihood of you finding that mate that you can have a family with and build a life with. And so... In our essence of everything that I'm stating, the way that we can get rid of some of these issues is that we need to reformulate the dating process of how we go about dating, vetting, spending time with somebody, courting them, then getting engaged, and then married. We, we, we need to reshape it, restructure it to fit our reality in America and not just have this hookup culture, have sex with you now, learn about you later type of situation. All of those things lead to devastating consequences in the, in, as far as from a, a futuristic standpoint. We, we have to take dating more seriously and so on and not waste your time with people. You know, you don't really know that the person is not fit for you until – six months down the line when you could have actually known this within the first two months. So those are the things that I would look at. We need to reshape the dating process, the mating process, the vetting process. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And, you know, two months is actually a little 
somewhat fair. I would say three because on the average, most men and women don't understand. A man makes a decision within after six months if he wants to marry you or not. Don't take a man yeah. two years. Or, and usually, ladies, why it takes such a short time? Because depending the outcome of where you are going with this, you two to three months is just a halfway point, what you could tolerate and what you don't want to tolerate. And in the last three months, you know, is that last of the vetting process. And then eventually the dude will sit there and give you offer that either you want to refuse or accept. And that's how it goes, you know. So exactly. what I do is talk about more – and usually I'm very lenient in the society, especially amongst us as black people. But, you know, two years, depending on the age of the woman, um, you could mess with it per se. But as she gets older, as a man, you know – don't you should not hold it any longer than that, you know, because women don't have the luxury like us men, you know. We could wait long until we get married as men, but as women, her time is very valuable, especially in the society. I mean, if you look True. at now with this with this YouTube thing, a lot of dudes tell most women, you know, you're at the wall stage, you're this and that, that no man wants you after some age. And I say that's possibly true, but here's this, you know. If she doesn't have actual strong father growing around her, then her vetting process is going to be skewed. And it gets skewed to the point, like Ms., like the other brother said it best, they said, y'all ladies going to have to pay for a matchmaker and all this stuff just to find a dude that's suitable. If you had to spend money just to know how men operate and think, particularly black men because that's what black women still want, then it's really much a slap in the face on your end. But like I said, ladies don't get to that direction. You know, If you're a certain age now, if you're not 30 yet, and you know, let's say you go to school and all that stuff, and you look and you're thinking about it, you know, don't waste more time. Just be blunt. Tell the man up front you, you're looking to, to be married. And I b- believe, and I guarantee you, that's going to cut off a lot of the, um, what do you call it, um, prospects. So that's simple. A lot of men today, if they say they're not seeking marriage, then obviously you don't entertain them no longer. So that's simple. So I will leave it on that note. Um, D. Durrell. Is there any information yes, people could find you, where they could find you at or follow you? You can give that yes. out. I, I can, you all can follow me on uh, YouTube. All you have to type in is D Durrell, D space Durrell, D-E-R-E-L-L. Um, you also can uh, find me on uh, Twitch, um, mm-hmm. D Durrell Twitch, actually. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, which is uh, D D E R E L L C C. I'm on Twitch also. Um, what else am I on? Oh, you can also look me up. You can type in the, the, my name, D Durrell, on Spreaker. Any, I have a podcast called Free, my, Free Your Mind on uh, Spreaker, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio. I'm on a variety of different um Platform Give me on the, on the podcast section, like the Anchor, where they find you in eight different podcasts, like yes. Spotify, Google Play, all that stuff? Okay. Yes, I, I have a um a account with Spreaker where I'm pretty much on a variety of other different platforms. You can actually type in D-Derail, Free Your Mind. I actually have – I actually just started the podcast about two weeks ago, and I have okay. two, two um, podcast shows on there right now. Focusing on mental health, um, and also you can you can reach me you can see me on uh, 
Facebook at D Helper, D-E-E, Helper, H-E-L-P-E-R, and you'll see my, my, uh, my avatar and so forth on Facebook. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me type that now. Go ahead. You say what? What's, what's it called again? I'm going to find you right now on Facebook. Um, D-E-E, and then D-E. space helper, H-E-L-P-E-R. Let me do it again. D-E-E space helper? Yes. Helper. H-E-L-P-E-R. All right. Let me hit see what happens. I think I see the symbol. Southern University AM College, Baton Rouge. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to send a friend request probably now. Yeah, and so pick me out on there. I have, I have some, some content that's posted there, uh, but I'm mainly on YouTube. YouTube is my main uh, uh, social media presence that you can find me on. Well, you know, YouTube is the place to be now just for the True. video um, aspect of things. So and if you're not subscribed to the channel, I advise y'all should. Um, obviously, you know, I think I'm subscribed. If not, I hit you on Facebook. You know, I keep it simple. All yeah, right, D. Yeah. Durrell, um, you know what? We're gonna probably, I'm probably going to have you again probably soon, maybe hopefully around this year or not, probably going on next year possibly. Hey, anytime, man, anytime you like me on, man, I, I, I definitely would love to, to uh, converse with you. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've been very much influential here on the show. A lot of people ask some very good questions, and I think they got the answers that's needed. And that's what's all about here on TRS. You know, we we deal with the situations, the problems, and at the end, of the day, if there's no actual solution, you know, it's all for waste. You know, we can mess around all we want on this channel, but you know, we try to keep it balanced. And like me, I put in the work just to find a guest to try and bring a different outcome to our environment. So, thank you, D. Darrell. Appreciate it. All right. um, We'll see you again very soon. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to follow you on all platforms. All right? All right. Take care. Oh, yeah, and, and I'll probably might give you a call if that's possible. Is that cool? Oh, no problem. Yeah, by all means. Okay. All right. Thank you. Take care. Good night. All right. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to tonight's broadcast. Um, if you miss anything from today's show, you can go back to the playback on Facebook. Potentially. And if not, if you can't find it on YouTube, I will put it on Chaos Rain channel. So be on the lookout. This will be an upload very soon. But other than that, you know, thank you again for listening to this broadcast. And listen and tune in to the next broadcast. Um, it's going to probably be interesting and good. But other than that, thank you again. Take care. And good night. Thank you again for listening to this broadcast. Um, always follow um, D. Durrell on YouTube and also on his Facebook page as well. Um, the links will probably be in the description. But like always, comment, subscribe, and like this video. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at ChaosRain7. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, Big Chaos Rain!